Hello, everybody, and welcome to Game List, a show about our game of the year, one month at a time. I am Jake. This is Richard, and this is Colin. Colin, what's going on, buddy? Dude, I don't even know where to start. What I about just like shotgun so started many. this episode? <laughs> it's just okay. like you know what I hit record. I'm just gonna say welcome to Game List. You guys know how it goes. Uh, find us on other yeah. fucking social networking platforms. But uh, once again, you and I haven't been keeping up as much as we usually do. So it's our first time yeah. talking in a while. How you been, man? Busy, really busy. Yeah. Um, hmm. Here, I'll, I'll show you this so, you, so those at home know what this this is. My board prep book. I'm prepping to take uh, boards for my school. Um, it is a little over like 1,200 pages. Um, nice. So I've been very busy uh, with this crap. Yeah, I can imagine. What about uh, what's the like the most non-gaming fun you've had since the last time we've talked? This isn't like a bit, by the way. Uh, mm, no, I'm thinking. I, I um. Or viewers, I don't know. I you know, I help out. Can I can I answer in the future? Uh, I'm going to uh, a Comic Con this weekend. Um, Comic Con? Can you say which one? Or are you is that a docs? I don't really care. Um, I'm going <laughs> to one in Memphis, Tennessee. It's nothing big. Um, but one of my one of my closest friends, he had his birthday recently, and we used to go to cons together. Um, and we're like, hey. Let's go. Wait, so we got a group of guys. We're going to go to the con this weekend and just have a good time. Sick. Is there anything yeah, I, exhibiting there that is uh, of interest? Have you seen anything on you, the list? Any names? Not for me. There's a bunch of the OG uh, Ninja Turtle voice actors there. Um, like I think it's like the, the OG April voice actress and oh. a couple others. Uh, and Josh Keaton is there. He did um, Ultimate spider Ultimate Spider-Man, I think. And this um, is Corvo. Good, good intro. We got yeah. all the pets. And this is Corvo. Yeah, he, he's <laughs> he's he's very needy today. But um, no, aside from that, I I've been working a lot and playing a little bit of games and not really much outside of that. So nice. I uh, I took a trip to see a friend in Texas, which was a really fun trip, just for like a mm. quick like four days. And I ate so much like fucking garbage good food. food in Texas. Yeah, dude. You had what a burger? I actually haven't. No. No, a lot of people say it's better than In-N-Out. I had both In-N-Out and Whataburger. I've had In-N-Out many times. Whataburger doesn't hold a fucking candle to In-N-Out. In-N-Out's still the best cheeseburger on the planet. Mm, I don't know about that. That's that's a no. stretch, but... Where's the best cheeseburger? Chain cheeseburger. Five guys, probably. Oh, it's expensive, no. but it's good. Nah. It's okay. It's pretty good. Oh, no, okay. no, 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 no. Culver's. I'll give it to Culver's. The butter, butter burger is good. It's up there. It's a top five. It's a top five. Mm -hmm. I would say Five Guys, Culver's, In and Out. We got to get into the double cheeseburger, man. I'm putting I put the double cheeseburger on, on there. You did, right? yeah. I had Culver's. I've only had Culver's yeah. one time. I had to make a like. I was down in Florida visiting my folks, and I had to drive like forty minutes to get Culver's, but it was worth it for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's wonderful. I love Culver's. Mm -hmm. Um. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm on a mission to try all fast food burgers. If you're listening to Game List, give us your top 10 burgers of the year. Have you had Freddy's? <laughs> have you had Freddy's? No. You've, have you had Steak and Shake? Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Freddy's is, Freddy's is kind of like Steak and Shake, but a I little like bit worse. I like Shake Shack burger more than Steak and Shake. Shake Shack's good. And Steak and Shake's cheap. That's the thing. They're still mm. cheap. It's like seven bucks for a meal. 
Um, yeah. 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 But Freddy's is more prices, huh? It's crazy. It's I, I mean, I'm I'm paying just as much for fast food as a sit down place anymore. I know. I feel like such a fucking old man when I'm like, back in my day, double cheeseburgers yeah. were a dollar. <laughs> Dude, like, I used to be able to get two McChickens for two bucks, and it's like, I know that was the, my the fucking, meal. The value is no longer there. Absolutely, unfortunate. Not, yeah. But the convenience is, and that's the thing is that we've become accustomed to paying for convenience. You know. Yeah, Oof. that's fair. Well, you you've got the whole uh, you're you're a big DoorDasher, right? I'm a big I, Uber Eats or yeah. Uber Eats. Okay, uh, yeah. Uber, I just don't DoorDash do too. I think DoorDash sucks compared to Uber Eats. Yeah, I don't I don't use either, so Yeah. I yeah. even that I don't do that often. I would say I do that once a month. But it's so oh, fun. Okay, that's not bad. That's not bad. I used to be worse. Yeah, I remember you being worse. When I lived in a place that had more options, I was way worse. When I was living down in like Boston when there was like fucking twenty four seven. You know, around yeah. here, if you wait until ten PM the only thing that you can get is fucking Burger King. Which is awesome. Don't get me wrong, but you yeah, know, yeah, much different, much different. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, listen, we're we're dawdling for no reason because fuck, there is so much shit to talk about, and I want to do something that we never do. We're gonna get into our game of the year list and all that stuff really, really soon, but I want to talk about something that hit the news very recently, only in the last oh, like five God. days. And I want to go through this, and it's not going to be the most intricate version of this, but I think there's some like really cool bullet points to hit, and some things to speculate on, and some good conversations to have. So I want to open with conversation based around motherfucking Xbox leaks. Ugh. You keep up Are with you... it? I'm just... Yeah, it's I've different. seen it. I, I don't think I'm... I'm not sick of it. Like I, I am sick of the Xbox FTC, tired, will they dog. get it or not? I'm cool with this Xbox. This Xbox stuff is really cool. This is just a product of that case. Yeah. This has nothing yeah. to do with that case. This is just cool shit, yeah. man. Like, uh, I am going to cheat here, and I am going to bring up uh, IGN has a pretty good write-up, I must say, of um, all the major revelations from the FTC versus Xbox court document leak. And I'm going to use this as our guide and kind of run through it because it's got some good stuff. I've already pulled some assets. You know I'll be pulling assets and doing pre-work. Oh, I didn't show you. The, I didn't send you the uh, run of the show. Let me yeah, do that yeah, the run quick. up. The, the live yeah, transition. Sure, uh, screen, just yeah. Doddle, tell, tell me all of the stuff that you know about this Xbox leak real quick. So I woke up one morning to a message from you that said, bro, Dishonored 3, and my heart skipped a beat, <laughs> yeah. and I got really excited. I was like, there's no way they just announced it in the middle of nowhere. Um, and then I got on Twitter, and I kind of figured out the whole leak stuff. Um, pretty much it's just a bunch of up upcoming games that they're planning, um, like releases, platforms, um hardware in terms of new console refreshes um uh new controllers pretty much everything it's like it feels like all of microsoft's plans between now and the end of the generation got spoiled um seriously which yeah i mean some of their stuff i disagree with some of the stuff like i understand well i'll give my thoughts once you break it all down yeah Um, um, yeah yeah Basically, what happened was this is this is a really interesting one too because this was not ever supposed to be out there, and it's not the FTC's fault. This was 
I think it was Resetera or Resetera. One of the users on the message board was looking through the stuff that was recently uploaded by Microsoft to the FTC's website. And among the things that were in there was an encrypted file that if you loaded into Adobe Acrobat Reader included a portion of what appears to be some sort of internal document that was shared among executives and teams within Xbox over the last couple of years that included information from like 2020 to 2022. Nothing like nothing. This wasn't like an email that was blasted out last week or anything like that. But goddamn, there was some emails that were included. No doubt about it. Um, <laughs> so what happened was, I guess we'll go from we'll go from the top to the bottom. So the first um, big headline here is the Elder Scrolls 6 is an Xbox console exclusive. Um, surprised? Um, not really, sadly. Um, yeah. Which I, I will say I... Like, Skyrim is one of the most influential games of my life. Like, um, So I was really wanting Elder Scrolls 6 on PlayStation so I could trophy hunt it. Um, which uh, Phil Spencer said, hey, it'll be a case-by-case basis, but we all knew it does case-by-case basis also means nothing. Um, yeah. So it was it was futile to get our hopes up for anything. Uh, yeah. It's business after all. Agreed. Agreed. Um, Activision was briefed on the Switch successor late last year. Let's make this the conversation about all the Switch 2 rumors as well. We'll just loop that in right yeah. here. Yeah. Um, so we started having some things circulate about uh, we recorded very soon after Gamescom last time yep. we did an episode and apparently at gamescom behind closed doors the first rumblings of nintendo was showing off the switch 2 to developers or the yep. switch successor which uh is comparable in power to the playstation 5 and the xbox series x and has See, a similar form factor i read that it was more comparable to ps4 and 360 or not 360 mm. ps4 and xbox one okay. um but um it's tough because it's probably like somewhere in between really. Yeah. Still nothing um, concrete there. None no. of this is actually out yet. It's all still rumor. Um, it's all rumor, it, it yeah. seems to be getting backed up more and more. And then through this Xbox leak shows off more, but the, uh, the two things that they showed off allegedly behind the scenes were breath of the wild, not tears of the kingdom, breath of the wild running on this new hardware upgrade. with upgraded. Yeah. Yeah. Which doesn't imply that breath of the wild upgraded version is coming to the switch too, even though they'd be foolish not to release yeah. an enhanced version of, Tears of the Kingdom and Breath of the Wild, um, but also the Unreal Awakening demo that was shadow dropped to the, uh, Matrix, the Matrix Awakening. Awakening. Yes, yeah, the Unreal yeah. Five Engine demo. Five, yeah, yeah, where they sell assets from <laughs> for all of your fucking video game needs. Uh, that was shadow dropped after like the Game Awards 2021 or something like that. Does that sound right? Something like that. Yeah. 2020, even. Uh, I don't know. Poss- possibly. Yeah. I'm not sure. Tough call. I can't quite remember pretty crazy um, there is there is uh i'll read it while it's up i've got uh like a vgc thing up um they ran the matrix awakens tech demo with mm-hmm. unreal engine 5 and it had like ray tracing and stuff but it was ai driven upscaling um so the hardware is probably more like a ps4 xbox one but it. just because it's it's got like a uh, a different form of unreal on it which i think like at this point can we just all agree to shut the hell up about game engines? Uh, I've heard the sentiment more recently, like that kind of agrees with me. Like we act like we know so much about game engines. We don't know anything, man. Like I think, I think the whole game engine talk, Oh, like people talking about Starfield, like, Oh, this is going to be a bad game because it's on the creation engine. So annoying. 
Um, but yeah, it's it's supposed to be more like PS4, or Xbox One uh, hardware in terms of power, but it will be taking advantage of some of the newer software stuff like Unreal 5. Very cool. Um, yeah. At the same time that we get a bunch of details on the Switch 2, and basically what the Xbox end of this thing does is kind of confirms those rumors that we've been hearing for a while, because Activision, in, of course, their endless quest to acquire them, was shown that Switch 2 hardware, indeed, um, yep. at some point late last year. But that's not it for Which, hardware. Go ahead. Is that maybe interesting to you? I'm, I'm choking up here. Um, that uh, they showed it to Activision... Um, I understand like Activision's a big publisher and everything, but I'm trying to think of Activision games that are on the Switch. Diablo's so, not there. It's really Todd's easy to forget there. because of how big Activision is. No, because of how big the Switch is. It's uh, very easy to forget the way that the Switch launched because Nintendo had come off of basically two in a row weird consoles. The Wii U, yeah. for all intents and purposes, a failure. And a the failure. Wii, yeah. not a very powerful system. It was the first time no. that Nintendo didn't really enter the console wars with a um, technologically sound device for modern times. Instead, they went with um, innovation as far as like control yeah. scheme went. Obviously, we know how that played out. Uh, good for a while, but didn't stand the test of time. But yeah. um, when the Switch launched, gimmicks. there was a... There was a big lack of third-party buy-in and support, and it yep. wasn't until like a year or two into the console cycle when the Switch started to take off, the supply and demand thing happened, the first-party uh, game started selling units, and all of a sudden, and it still happens to this day, the, the name of the game started being let's double-dip cash-grab Switch owners and yeah. port our games in there. So yeah, I think... That's true. I, I think whatever's happening behind closed doors in Nintendo is with the Switch 2 being a more powerful console, let's make sure that we have that buy-in to prevent what happened with the Switch's launch this time around. Yeah, which it's uh, it's supposedly supposed to be backwards compatible too. So mm -hmm. Huge. Huge. Yeah. We love that. Um, all your eShop purchases. More on eShop. Uh, Nintendo... I gotta say this, I'm just gonna say this because now it's top of my mind and I just gotta blurt it out. I fucking love F-099. Coolest thing Nintendo's done in such a long time. We'll get there. We'll get there. Cooler than Breath of the Wild? Or Tears of the Kingdom? No. But very cool. Cooler than Tears okay. of the Kingdom, maybe, because Tears of the Kingdom is just more Breath of the Wild. And it's awesome, and it's better than Breath of the Wild, but F-099 is fucking cool, man. Okay, uh, okay. I'll take we'll it. get there. Let's talk about Xbox consoles because this yeah, is maybe yeah. the biggest leak. Uh, I don't know. The biggest headline, I would say, from this whole thing. So the, the biggest like concrete thing, and uh, shout out to Video Games Chronicle for coming up with these motherfucking uh, little thummies that were pulled from the actual document itself. Uh, codename Brooklyn, spelled the way that you'd think. B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N is the Xbox Series X mid- uh, generation refresh basically so the xbox one x of the series Which, x i just while you say the mid-generation refresh <laughs> phil spencer was like going crazy on interviews recently saying yeah we don't need a refresh refreshes are stupid and yeah, then here we go is, with the refresh <laughs> well this is like the worst thing that can happen for xbox trying to like a lot of their leaks have been like 
this actually instills great faith in the company. They're doing things that are going to move things forward. It's maybe making people that are thinking about getting an Xbox say, I should get an Xbox. What happens here Not this one. with... Well, yeah, what happens here is that I think the, the biggest thing that a prematurely shooting your wad and having a leak of your mid-generation refresh, I think pumps the brakes for people that are thinking about buying an Xbox Series X this holiday season or an Xbox well, Series S. I agree, but it also pumps the brakes on me with Xbox at all because we've known for a while with their Game Pass, they're probably going to go all digital at some point, but I hate all digital. I hate it. It's looking um, like cloud hybrid for the successor, which we'll get to that in a little bit too, because it's looking like a 2028 Xbox or the next generation of video games starts. Yeah. Crazy. And, and it, it, it is extremely unattractive to me. I, yeah. I don't want that. I, Losing I the disk that. drive. So that's, that's the thing for audio listeners. Essentially what you have here is something that looks kind of similar to the Xbox series X right now. It looks like a toilet up paper on its roll. end. Yeah, but it's cylindrical as opposed to box-shaped, so you're going to lose your ability yeah. to play it on its side, and it yeah. also lacks a disk drive, but then obviously the internals are all upgraded and shit like that. Um, yeah. Interesting, and uh, I mean, yeah, I get it. It's crazy that, like, we'll get into some more differences between us uh, later on in the show with how we've like, received some things that are coming up when we've been playing, yeah. but um, the fact that I'm the one who's, like, Cool and good to go on digital yet i'm the fucking retro old head gamer and yeah. you are the one who is like i like physical media it's just so crazy dude i'm fucking 35 and I, i'm like i don't want discs anymore i love physical media look what i got physical this week bro lies of p Li on lies disc of on disc bro. on fucking playstation 5 on disc when this guy owns a series x and has a game pass subscription yeah yeah, so uh, wild actually no I, I don't have a game pass subscription I, but you could for just $16.99 a month I'll you pass. too could have. <laughs> yeah. um, in um, addition to the Xbox Series X refresh they showed uh, Elwood Project Elwood E-L-L-E-W-O-O-D the Xbox Series S refresh which is very similar to the existing Xbox Series S and I believe it's just a placeholder photo because it's an identical box as well but at the same time it appears yeah. there would which, be they're, they also, they're already pushing an Xbox Series S that is black, and so it's there one is, terabyte. Yeah, so it's the same it, internals, but it's black, and it's 50 bucks more. It's three forty nine ninety nine. Yeah, this will be... Like, these refreshes, from what I can tell, they're not getting more processing power. They're just mm. cutting down on waste such as like electric electrical waste. Yeah, and, going and they're greener, kind of upgrading, packaging is yeah. recyclable, that kind of thing. And they're upgrading their Wi-Fi modules and Bluetooth modules and stuff like that. But there's no like extra processing power from right. What I yeah, can tell. games. I don't believe games look better on the Xbox Series yeah. S Project it's, L. Wood it's or not a. It's, be. it's not a PS4 to PS4 Pro or a Xbox One to Xbox One X. It's just it doesn't appear that way. I yeah. mean, time will tell. Um, again, these are early documents and these are leaks. This is all speculative, but uh, that seems which, to be the case. I just, I just want to say, like, I hate digital media mm. but but for my use case for the xbox i i would have preferred a series x without a disc drive sure. because i that, all right because i but i wanted it i would rather have it the way playstation did it where they have a disc drive for five hundred dollars and then they have a digital version for four hundred like that 
I would have gone for the 400 one in Xbox's case yeah. if that was a thing. But this way, um, it's still the $500 with, and I'm losing the disc drive. Right. It doesn't seem like a reasonable upgrade to me. If they offered the side-by-side models like PlayStation, I would be more open to it. Um, sure. But I just feel like they're I taking... I wonder if they do. I, I Maybe, maybe. Yeah. But... I, it just feels like from this stuff that they're taking the next step towards an all digital future, which I don't like at all. At all. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting too, because the Xbox series X having a disc drive, I think is one of the more appealing things. And despite owning an Xbox series S and not an X, the X's appeal to me was the backwards compatibility of original Xbox and 360 games with the drive and Xbox one games with the drive, yeah. which is really cool. But I've found that as like, somebody who streams a lot of retro games and a lot of licensed video games that are not like officially in the backwards compatibility program. It is way yeah. easier for me to just run an Xbox 360. I have like an old, like yeah, that's an fair. Xbox series X, the final fucking refresh with the fucking ding button. Yeah. When you open yeah, the, it, the elite, the, I think it was called. Uh, the, I think it was an elite. Yeah. But um, I actually yeah. got the four gigabyte. So it has the internal storage with a 250 okay. gigabyte drive stuck inside of it. Cause you could upgrade that aftermarket as well. Cause I like the matte finish more than I like the glossy finish. And let me tell yeah. you that stood the fucking test of time. If I had that glossy one, it would look like dog shit right now. It's true. It's true. Um, that Xbox looks slick. Which I also wonder there's rumors about the PlayStation slim without a disk mm. drive with like a, a modular plug-in disk drive. I wonder I if know. Xbox would do something like that in the future. Probably, but... probably. It's so messy though, because like talking about the prices too, how it's like $299 for an Xbox Series S, $349 for a Series S at one terabyte, which at this point you need terabyte internal storage for some of the bigger games. Like fucking, yeah. you can barely fit Warzone. If you, that's a Warzone yeah. machine if you install Warzone yep. on the Series yep. S as it is. Um, and then you'll go three forty nine, three ninety nine for a discless PlayStation Five, four ninety nine for your PlayStation Five with the disc, or the Xbox Series X with the disc. Who knows what these mid generation refreshes have, or yeah. PlayStation Slim? It's all over. And like, can you imagine once these new refreshes for Xbox come out? We've made the joke since Xbox One. Like, you ask your grandma for an Xbox for Christmas, oh. and she gets the wrong one. Now there's gonna be. T- three different versions of a series s which all in all they're series fairly similar <laughs> series but then xs the, you you ask your grandma for a series x and she gets you the one without a disc drive when you have all these discs or whatever mm-hmm. or you ask her for a series x and she thinks you say s and then she gets the wrong it's like this yeah. is miserable it's just miserable <laughs> yeah i'm so fucked. glad i am my own my own consumer here for sure for sure it's it's super fucking messy and i hope that they get their naming conventions right at some point and it's still it's not getting easier too when like people say no, like it's just getting I harder want, just or, getting and then harder. and then grab me a year subscription of game pass and they go oh did you want game pass core or game pass oh god ultimate yeah, or true. game pass for pc which, or game pass for xbox playstation has the same problem now with their playstation PS created Plus, that problem they said you know the, what's fucking the cool premium extra uh, we'll get playstation i finally I locked it down because i became a believer and started subscribing to premium right before they jacked right before the, the price increase more on that, more on that <laughs> later we got a great episode of game list going right now but there's fucking I, uh, more to unpack go yeah. ahead oh i was gonna say i got um i got the ps now i bought like four years of ps now before they swapped oh, over nice. and got automatically upgraded to the extra or to the premium so i have mm. it until like 2027 for I've got, nothing 
just my year of PlayStation Plus Premium is still good until like February, so I'm fucking like feeling good that I got half a year of like kind of yeah. the cheaper thing. But at this point, I'm fucking you know that Xbox Game Pass is not available uh, on like a three month or twelve month or six month period anymore. You can only get it monthly. You can There's no only fucking get it discount. monthly. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's crazy. It's so, that's so fucking annoying. Like I. Yeah really hate like monthly subscriptions and shit like that and i will buy the year and yep. just take the fucking swift Absolutely. kick in the mouth whenever i can yeah so that it's not just like this constant fucking draining of my bank account but yep. god damn that's so annoying and it does it makes you feel a little bit better about something when you can get that one year and save a little bit in advance like yep. september at twitch.tv slash jake twitchin for just three dollars and 74 cents you can get yourself a fucking one month subscription to my channel what a time to be alive um that's not all. There's there's still so much. Let's stay on the topic of yeah, hardware yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and talk about that both of these consoles are to be packed in with a controller refresh, codenamed Sebels, S-E-B-I-L-E. It is this godforsaken-looking fucking... It looks really uh, bad. I, I wasn't going to say wearing... it. <laughs> it looks really I, I'm bad. I'm a defender. I'm a defender. <laughs> it looks somewhere in between the Xbox, the current Xbox controller and, like, the base version of the elite like the new shitty elite controller the not the the xbox elite, the elite core controller core. yeah so it's white but then under the control stick and the thumb pad it's like it's wearing black pants like the grips yeah. are black it looks so <laughs> fucking stupid it's literally the argument of if you put pants on an xbox controller would it wear it like this or like this <laughs> yeah, and yeah. they put and it now, on unfortunately I, we know it's like I feel like they put those grips in the worst place. Like they they cut off halfway up, and yeah, it's what is the purpose it's be of having the grips jarring in the and middle? alarming on your hand? I feel like yeah. I don't know. It doesn't yeah. look great, but here's what it does: is it's supposed to be an increase in price is going to be upwards of like seventy dollars this time around. Uh, again, uh, all rumored, um, but it adds the accelerometer, so some motion controls, which, so it can go which is two generations late. We might add. Absolutely. And honestly, as somebody who has become Three, a believer kinda. after playing like Splatoon and uh, Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom and having the gyro options yep, yep. for uh, fine tuning your aim, I really like that. And it is sorely missing in the Xbox controller. Uh, so add that for sure. It adds an internal speaker on the bottom and uh, it adds haptic feedback, which is uh, in the triggers already on the Xbox no, series. No, not really. It's got, it, it's got it's just got rumble. Got it, got it. It's in the triggers, but it's, but it's yeah. rumble. It's adding that as well. And then there's also shit floating around for two additional controllers, an upgraded version of the... Um, I'm assuming what it's going to be is like the Elite Core and then the Elite controllers as the well. Elite. But then basically this would be the, the new bottom of the line. This is packed in with your console. This is available in a bunch of different fucking colors yeah. on Xbox Design Lab or, uh, you know, Atomic Which, Purple or whatever the fuck. Yeah, I, I will say a couple of things I like about this controller refresh. They have quieter buttons and thumbsticks. The Xbox cool. buttons are so, so loud. Sure. But I hope the they keep the D-pad so where it is. I love the D-pad on the, the fucking... The D-pad's fine. Yeah, the D-pad's fine. It's good. Um, it's the best D-pad on modern controllers. And that's why I really, I think I love the controller where it's at right now. It's got the, like, the geometrical disc if you will, and it kind of clicks into place. And I, as somebody who fucking foolishly bought Street Fighter on PlayStation and not Xbox, god damn, it doesn't hold a fucking candle to this Xbox's 
Just bad. get a fight pad, bro. I know I showed her a hitbox or something, but I, yeah. Um, they also have modular thumbsticks, which I'm always a fan of. For um, sure, I would say it, like once. Go ahead. Oh, it has a new like functionality called lift to wake, and I I think I would like that, but I think I would also hate it because I always bump my controllers and then it would yeah. turn on my PlayStation every time I bump mm -hmm. it, so I'd be pissed. But for sure, um, yeah. Um, I think with the consoles getting refreshed the controllers getting refreshed it's arguably a step in the right direction but that's not it for console news i think the maybe the biggest thing and the most interesting thing and i really want to pick your brain on what you think about this is with the existing consoles uh at least as of 2022 they released or leaked the market share of xbox series consoles and 75% of series console owners own the Series S and 25% own the Series X. That's fucking insane. It's it's crazy, but it makes sense why they're forcing parity between S and X now in terms of mm -hmm. games. Mm -hmm. Um which uh, I think it's bad. Like I feel like the S is holding back a lot of innovation in terms of uh computing stuff whatever for games it is but yeah. then again i i will say i i think um in you know the last decade games have focused too much on realism in terms of graphics and stuff and instead <laughs> of innovation in gameplay systems um yeah which i think you know a lot of the times people work best when they are constrained by the technology they have so I don't know. It's just wild. It's just wild to me. That do you know if Starfield 75%. is available on Xbox One? It's not. So I think that's really what it kind of comes down to, is that the Xbox Series S is the cheapest foot in the door for sure. next-generation gaming. And it's why I ended up with an Xbox Series S. I said that I'd buy an X when they demanded that I have one. And because of my backwards There's compatibility being Xbox... 360 and prior being played on original hardware i don't have a use case for it anymore so what i've started to do is gravitate towards that s because it was the affordable way to get my foot in the door with just sure. an xbox ecosystem i said that i'd do it and i'd take the step into the series when they started barring me away from console gaming that i couldn't do on my xbox one x and that started with hi-fi rush at the beginning of this year i did what i said that i'd do i went and i bought oh, that fucking oh oh they didn't put hi-fi on the xbox one that's what you're correct. saying correct Correct. Yep. Okay. So in January, I bought one, and I actually got the fucking deal where I was still got the holiday bundle for two hundred and fifty bucks, which it's still back up yeah. to three hundred now, which is awesome. Um, It'll come down. And I've been really satisfied with it. And I think of that the way that I justified that because I was locked out of playing those games. I think for the general public, and it's tough to think about in our video game bubble because we are Absolutely. much more in tune with like games media enthusiasts. and higher end influencers and enthusiasts and things like that, where it just seems like everyone has the X, the X, the X, the X, the S is so accessible. And if I take what I did to get my hands on things like Starfield, to get my hands on things like hi-fi rush that weren't accessible to me as a PlayStation five owner, and you look at that from just like a next generation accessibility option for people that are unable to go out and just drop 500 bucks on a whim to be able to go and spend 250 or $300 on a Series S and have that be the way that you are now enabled to play big third-party exclusive things like Jedi Survivor in February, things like Hogwarts Legacy 
in April, yeah. I think yeah. is where they really got their foot in the door and did something right here. And I think that the good outweighs the bad when it comes to like, we talk about this all the time with like accessibility and shit like that, about how like, it's just, listen, get it. Well, of course, adaptive controller, like get them an accessibility controller that allows more people to play. But we don't often think about people that are, I don't know what's the fucking term here less fortunate we don't think about people that don't have yeah. expendable cash to just go and drop like you know you might be working hard and yeah. you don't have you got kids to support you have means financial and, responsibilities that prohibit you from going and buying high-end sure. consoles that are 500 dollars. you get a good deal on a fucking used xbox series s for 220 bucks now you get to play yeah. all the shit that you were missing out on and i think that that yeah. makes up for a big portion of people that are in that 75 percent and the broader audience, they're, they want something to play Fortnite or Rocket League on once or twice a week. So they don't want to spend 500 bucks on yes. something when they, could, when they could just spend 200 or $300, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Like, Pretty I mean, cool. I literally know, yeah, I, I know people that just got a used Switch to play Fortnite because it was the mm-hmm. cheapest way for them to play Fortnite. Yeah. Um, so, yep. I mean, it makes like, sense. People like, with a Switch uh, Lite that play Fortnite on that or on their phones. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just, it's we we often don't think about the general public because it is it's just it's foreign to us how they consume video games but the mm-hmm. fact is that video games is such a large market and it feels like just about every single person has interacted in in it in one way or another whether it be a game on their phone or they played black ops on the 360 back in the day you know we are the enthusiasts of enthusiasts that spend thousands of dollars a year, but that's just not how it goes. It's the it's the uh, $30 a year by 20 million people that makes the money. It's not us that makes the money. Um, yeah. It, it's just odd. And and I think I think PlayStation should probably do a better job about catering towards those so. people. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. They've shown that it's possible. Yeah. I just don't know... Yeah, it, it, it's that give and take of, like, what is being held back. Like, it's happening right now with, like, Larian Studios and Baldur's Gate 3. There's been some, like, back and yep. forth with Microsoft yep. having to kind of walk back. Like, I guess that that figures into the leak, too. Like, Microsoft undervalued Larian. They had the opportunity to get like exclusivity five for million. fucking, like, $5 million compared to, like, they spent, like, 200 or $300 million on other projects, and this is going on to become, like, essentially game of the year. You could have had an exclusive yeah. Starfield and fucking Baldur's Gate on your console. Would have been a real hot ticket. Um, sure. More on that in a little bit, but just re- really crazy shit. I just don't know where the give and take is. It just seems like Xbox yeah. having that S as an opportunity, the good outweighs the bad, and it's it, the, the, the money... Do you... Do you want me to run down some other hardware leaks real quick? Just really yeah. quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there was a picture that leaked, and it says Xbox Gaming Beyond. And I'll just name off everything on this. It has mm. browser, mobile, mm. Android, and iOS, smart TVs, mm. low-end, mid-PCs, um, streaming sticks, and set-top boxes, cloud devices. for a while back, too. Yeah, like a, yeah. an Xbox that would just plug in like a Fire Stick. Yeah, uh, handhelds, consoles, mm-hmm. high-end PCs, cloud blades, a one-handed controller, which is interesting, hmm. um, a mobile controller, kind of like a backbone, uh, yeah, new yep. audio devices. Uh, there's three controllers. It's the core, the premium, and the elite, so there's going to be mm-hmm. like three tiers. I don't know what the differentiation is between each one. 
I think uh, it's going to be what we were talking about, where that is like what we were just talking about that uh, regular project with the accelerometer $70 controller will be like the core. And yeah, it's just a core. And then the elite core will be the premium. And then the flagship yeah. elite will be the elite. Yeah, that makes sense. And then there's gaming keyboards and mouse. So, yeah. I mean, they're doing a lot of stuff, which we should have expected. Um, sure. But yeah, it's just what crazy leaks. Uh, um, it is crazy. Do you have Can the you, games pulled up quick? Uh, no, you pull up the games. I'm going to go on to okay. one other thing that I want to bring up. Let's talk about like some emails and communications and talk about acquisitions. And really, like on day one when these leaks started coming out, the, the headline was not the stuff that we've talked about so far. It was Phil Spencer's extremely hard dick for acquiring Nintendo, which is oh my God. How absolutely ridiculous is that? wild. And I think the... Um, the, the most quotable moment of it is that it would be a career moment for Phil personally if he could acquire Nintendo, which you're not wrong, bro. Of course. No, he's not. Um, he's not wrong. But some very heavy handed quotes coming out from emails that were once private. I mean, dude, you got to think about like the amount of emails that have come out during this like an FTC lawsuit and the Activision uh, acquisition issues that have like popped up from it. You got to wonder what internal messaging looks like post 2022 from microsoft knowing that essentially at any moment your dick could just be fucking flopped out onto the table and exposed Dude, for everybody so, to see because the way so that phil carries himself everything yeah i think phil has asserted like i get that you could easily look at all this stuff and see phil as a fucking villain for me easily easily for me i have seen phil rise up the ranks in my book to like a almost like Satoru Iwata type of role. Like, I don't want to say Miyamoto because he is such a creative and like innovator, but Iwata I think is a better pick where he is leading the teams that are creating this and fostering a fucking environment of a very video game first fucking mentality over everything yeah. else. Well, and I, I think he can easily be seen as a villain uh, especially by PlayStation fans as myself. Um, but I have to have a little bit of perspective because one, I want to, I want to preface this by, I don't look at this as console wars. I hate the, the concept of console wars. Like as long as we're getting good games, it's all good, but mm. it is competition. You know, they're, they're, they're two competing companies in capitalism under capitalism. Yeah. It's just how it is. So Phil Spencer could easily be seen as a villain, but, dude just knows what he's what he's doing like he's yeah, a gamer sure. that cares about games and xbox has been on the up ever since he took over like yeah. it's just it's just facts and we and and playstation would be lucky to have him instead of freaking ryan yeah i can't even remember his name right now jim ryan jim ryan i hate that dude yeah, like he's like in lifeless he sack sucks. of bones <laughs> he sucks dude he's terrible i've been uh, working on a a project for um, well, I guess my personal YouTube channel, youtube.com slash adjectwitchin. But uh, I, I've been digging into, we had Sean Layden for a long time, who was the mm -hmm. president of SCEA, which is some Sony Computer Entertainment America, I believe. And in 2018, when he was retired from that role, when he dropped from that role, uh, that role was not filled again. And instead... He was replaced, the, the face of PlayStation became Jim Ryan, who 
prior to this was not in that role. He's the CEO of yeah. Sony Computer Entertainment America, which is fucking nuts to not have that person who is just like games forward mentality. Yeah. You can see that yeah. drop off and that difference. Whereas like granted, you know, if you compare Sean Layden and Phil Spencer when they were both doing the thing, I think Sean Layden wins. The fact that Phil is now like eight or nine years into this project and just writing the ship and making it work uh, is is pretty impressive. And let me tell you, the, the, the Nintendo stuff is only one part of it. He had his eyes on Zynga, Sega, Square Enix, a bunch of things outside of Bethesda and yeah. Activision Blizzard, which obviously he has kind of ended up with. Uh, Warner Brothers, which is a really big one, which was Warner, Bractor, Warner Brothers Interactive, which I think is now WB Games, same, same team, yeah. same business. Yeah. Uh, obviously, know, huge. The sad thing is, like, if he had have acquired pretty much any one of those other things other than Zenimax, I would have been fine. Mm. But it just hurts that, like, Bethesda games are some of my favorite games. Bethesda Studios and Bethesda Publishing, like Doom, Dishonored, Fallout, Skyrim, all those yeah. things. The fact that I can't play those on my PlayStation, it hurts. Um, Maybe your favorite console should become the Xbox, man. You should become an Xbox guy. Can't it's do it. It's got all man. your favorite stuff. It's got your favorite guy in the business right now. Hill it, Spencer. It, it doesn't have the last. I get of it. This. it. You know what you could be? You could be. You could be like man. I love PlayStation. I loved all the way through Sean Layden and PlayStation Four. I was a PlayStation <laughs> boy. And then when the Xbox Series X came out and the PS Five came out, I became a Phil Spencer Xbox boy. And you could just no. always be on the fucking winning side. I switch it up, baby. I switch it up. Nah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't really. It's just like. My library, my PlayStation library is so vast. Yeah. I'll never switch over. It's okay. Like yeah, I, but can. I have both. That's the thing. I, I do both. Yeah. It's not um, your PlayStation library. It's your video game library. It's okay. That's true. Yeah. It, but um, some of the upcoming games, you want to get into those? The, the leaked no, games? No, no, no. Let me talk more no? about Phil oh, okay, Spencer okay. and his Okay. You want to suck his dick a little bit longer? I do. Well, it's just interesting. The way that he carries himself in these emails is just like, I think, really, really impressive because he is fucking swinging a big like hog. A, like a Chad, right? Yeah, like a fucking Chad. Uh, to, to just like the to close and put a, put a bow on the Nintendo conversation, I think the, the most telling thing that he said is the way that he speaks about these things is... He speaks as the head of a fucking company where he speaks in definitives. And I think it's really impressive the way that he carries himself. Even if you disagree with his opinion, he agrees with his opinion and he is not fucking mincing words. It is so cool for him to say, like, Nintendo has yet to realize that the best version of their future does not exist on their own fucking hardware. It's such a giga chad statement to make. Um, but then also uh, his leaked email about the PlayStation 5 reveal saying now that we know what they have and we've seen what we're ha we have with our Xbox Series S option and our Xbox Series X, we have the better hardware and I'm confident in our future plans is really cool. And then... Maybe um, the most interesting one and the, I think like the one where it's like, hey, boss rolled up his sleeves and he's mad. And I think he actually uses the term roll up his sleeve. Um, but essentially when there's like a Redfall delay, a Starfield delay, and a couple other first party games that sort of like slip 
from the 2022 release schedule. In early 2022, there's an email chain. I'm, I'm paraphrasing right from this IGN uh, thing. It's um, an email chain between Xbox executives, including Phil Spencer, Matt Booty, and Sarah Bond, revealed how Microsoft was scrambling to find games for the company, which had a huge role in its lineup last year. So basically, what happened was, as those games slipped and they looked at the 2022 lineup, they said, this is kind of fucked. Uh, games originally slated to release in 2022, including Starfield, Redfall, and Stalker 2 being delayed, were mentioned in the email. This is really a disaster situation for us, given all we've invested in content across studios at our GP content fund, Game Pass content fund. Uh, we need to learn from this and build a plan forward. Other interesting tidbits include Microsoft's comment on Baldur's Gate 3 as a second-run Stadia PC RPG. Okay, yeah, it can't be all hits. You gotta have a couple misses in there. You gotta have but a bad takes. Yeah, you look at those strategic partnerships that they created, and I believe he asked everybody to roll up their sleeves and you know put the pedal to the metal and find you know games to put on our platform. And I think when you when history looks back on Game Pass 2022 2023. I think it's going to shine quite brightly on them because they did a good job of supplying us with games. Whereas Game Pass being the best value in video games is not a sentiment that existed pre-2021. I think, um, I'm going to say it, the only mm-hmm. reason Xbox is still a company is because it's got its mommy Microsoft money. Oh yeah, um, for sure. Like, I, It takes money to make money. It's true. If PlayStation made the bad decisions that Xbox made back in the Xbox One era, mm. I don't think there would be a PlayStation 6. I get it. Um, and uh, I think, uh, you know, the Microsoft money made Xbox survive for a little bit longer than it should have, and then they got mm-hmm. the right leadership in the right places, and then now they're coming back. Um, yeah. And competition's good, so... For sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, the last thing to really talk about in this field is going to end up being games. I mean, there's other stuff that we missed or glanced over, but I feel like yeah. we're we're hitting the big bullet points here. And honestly, having a very dope conversation. Gameless is a sweet podcast. Tell your friends. Uh, read off some of the shit that uh, was leaked out here. There's some fucking huge titles that have yet to be so, announced. Again, grain yeah. of salt. We don't know. Yeah. Um. So this was it, their original plans. So this, I think this was a 2020 document that leaked. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was an Oblivion remaster originally set for fiscal year of 2022, mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy that it's 20, almost the end of 2023 and we haven't heard of it. Um, and development in this fucking console generation. Yeah, which also, as a uh, follower of Bethesda games, there's Sky Oblivion, which is a like crowd-funded, crowd-developed oh, yeah, mod. Skyrim mod, right? Yeah, for Oblivion. Yeah. That's going to be really cool. That, Pretty cool. Um, yeah, uh, but that's not related to this. That was just something that I thought of when I saw this. Um, Doom Year Zero mm. uh, and DLC... DLC the fisc- in the fiscal year of 2023 and a second set of DLC in the fiscal year of 2024. What do you think that game was? I think it was Doom, but when, like, Doom guys first, like, like Doom Eternal, think- I, I think it was Doom Eternal, but rolled back to when he first you think encountered it was the demons. Doom Reboot 3, though, despite where it took place? Do you think it's full? No, full I don't $70- think it's... 20 30 hour sequel yeah i think it's a prequel of doom 2016 okay because i think, I think. i've heard other things floating around of like uh, we may never know well we won't know the answer until it's concrete and released to us but i think the other thing that people theorized is 
uh, arguably you can look at like Doom and like the Wolfenstein reboot kind of as like almost like sister mm-hmm. franchises mm-hmm. in the way that they've been released and maybe this could be like the Doom equivalent of Wolfenstein Youngblood kind of like a pseudo oh, sequel God, I a hope smaller not. game Youngblood possibly was even terrible. multiplayer yeah Youngblood I've heard was different things that's awful. the one that's the multiplayer one you play as the sisters right Yes, I played that. I played like 25 I... minutes of that, and I will say, I think I might have talked about it on this podcast, but one of the hardest yeah. and most genuine times that I've laughed in video games in the last few years was the opening scene when those two sisters are like, I don't know, up against the wall and they're having like their first like battle, and yeah. one of them fucking kills the guy, and it's the first time that they ever killed someone, and they, they both fucking freak out, and the girl starts throwing yeah. up from how gross yeah. it is. It caught me so off guard. I thought that was a pretty good moment. Yeah, I, I played that with one of my close friends that I'm actually going to the Comic Con with this weekend. Oh, nice! It was a miserable experience for both of us. Huh. Uh, but right. I love the the Wolfenstein Young or New New Order and New Colossus. I think is what they're called. But um, Wolfenstein, yeah, two is New Colossus. Wolfenstein, New Order, and then the Old Blood or something like that was the yeah, DLC. Yeah, Old Blood was a DLC. Yeah, I think that sounds right. But anyways. Uh, Fallout 3 Remaster, Fiscal Year 2024. Big. I would play that. What do you uh, think is more popular, Oblivion Remaster or Fallout 3 Remaster? Oblivion. Easy. Yeah. Okay. Nobody, we haven't seen Elder Scrolls aside from Skyrim in years and years. Yeah, uh, Oblivion. to put out anything that is Elder yeah, Scrolls at this point is big. Yeah, because we've had Fallout 4, Fallout New Vegas. Um, I don't want to play Elder Scrolls 6. I want to play Skyrim 2. <laughs> uh shut up um a sequel to ghostwire tokyo 2024 which is kind of wild because that came out in 2022 i want to say you think I those think ideas are scrapped probably sadly i liked ghostwire tokyo the director's gone isn't he i, I believe he left you. that studio I can't, shortly after I the acquisition and the release of hi-fi rush i'm not positive continue um and then my favorite, the most exciting to me, Dishonored 3, year, fiscal year 2024. I think that's happening. I bet we see it's that gotta, game in 2025 or 2026. Dude, yeah. It's gotta. It's gotta. Because yeah. it, here's, here's what I thought. Um, 2016, Dishonored 2 came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, I know I don't have the dates exactly right on this, but Dishonored 2 was a a uh, uh arcane leone production that was led by harvey smith um and then right after that we had prey which was an arcane austin thing um mm. and then right after that we had dishonored death of the outsider which was like a standalone dlc to dishonor 2 mm. um so there was a bunch of games right there between 2016 and 2020-ish, and then Deathloop came out in 2022? No, 2021. Deathloop came out in 2021. Dude, time has flown. It's almost two years yeah, since it is. Deathloop came 2020 out. 2020 through 2024 is going to be like the historical run of like, fuck, those years blurred together and went quick, yeah. man. Like, it Absolutely. is already wild. Yeah, so but. Dishonored 3 for fiscal year 2024 makes sense. Uh, it's probably delayed out to 2025, if anything. Maybe 6. I think I would put money on Dishonored 3 being such a fucking banger, bro. I bet. Because the best thing that could happen to Dishonored 3 is the failure of Redfall. 
Arcane needs a fucking win. Bad. Absolutely. Microsoft needs a win. They know that the studio has the opportunity. If the rumors are true about how Redfall was so far along, they acquired the studio, they were like, you know what? Fucking get it done and release this thing. And they have done nothing about that game. They have not even spoken its name since it came out. No, like, there's man. no DLC. They're not fucking working on it. <laughs> just like that game is swept under the rug. You forget that that game came out three and a half months ago, like four months yeah. ago. Um, May, I think. Damage control. And there's been so many. It's good for them that there has been so many fucking Xbox headlines this year that overshadow can, Xbox's huge fumble. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I bet, yeah, I, all fucking hands on deck. We need a fucking win, and it gets to be Dishonored 3, their beloved franchise, is going to probably be I, a really hot ticket. Happy for you, man. I would, Dude, I would not be surprised if as soon as they finished up Deathloop, they stuck all of Arcane Leon on Dishonored 3, and then mm-hmm. after Redfall was pushed out, they stuck all of Arcane Support Austin studio. on it. You guys helped and with it, them. Dude, yeah. I can't wait. Like, yeah, that'll be cool. I need y'all to understand, like, there are two games that I want desperately. I want more Sly Cooper. Mm-hmm. I want more Dishonored. Like, this is... Gun to your head. You can only have one. Sly Cooper. Just Sly 4 or Sly yeah. Next. Sly Reboot. Sly... Sly Reboot. Sly Remake. No, not Reboot. I don't want a Sly Reboot. Um, remake but, would be the way like, to go. Like really, it, he, the sad thing is, is like the three biggest uh, game franchises in my life, probably like growing up, the ones that were influential to me were Sly, Skyrim, Elder Scrolls, Oblivion, um, and Dishonored. And it's like two of those are stuck on an yeah. Xbox, and I can't get the platinum trophy for them. I'm anymore. telling you, you're a Phil guy. You're a Sean Layden Sony guy, and you're an Xbox Phil guy. You just gotta count your eras. Hats off to Phil. He's doing a great job. Um, And then also real quick, there were a couple other ones that had less information. Uh, The Indiana Jones game uh, was scheduled for 2022. Project Kestrel, uh, 2023, and an expansion 2024. I don't know what that's supposed to be. Project Platinum, no -hmm. information. And then Project, uh, or not not even Project, a vaguely named licensed IP game. So Got it. And then the other thing was um, at one point... uh, I'm assuming until Red Dead Online failed, there was a rumor or there was communication about uh, acquiring launch rights to RDR re- Red Dead uh, Redemption like Two, upgrade. yeah, uh, current gen versions, which have fallen by the wayside. It looks like I don't think we're getting that anymore. Because Dude, they have the cash cow. They have the expected earnings for each of these games in here. They mm-hmm. said uh, Elder Scrolls Six will make. 1,000 million, so what? A, That'd be a billion. billion dollars? That's a billion. Oh, a billion. <laughs> a billion dollars, sorry. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, $1,000 million. Dollars. <laughs> Dude, they, so, so the next one under that uh-huh. is Project Kestrel at $275 million. Interesting. Uh, under that licensed IP game, two hundred twenty-five million. Um, and then there's a couple I if others. Kestrel could be like Fable or something like that that we've already seen. I don't. I feel like no Kestrel's got to be something, some big IP to draw something like that, right? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Fable's and big then, IP, man. Yeah, at the <laughs> bottom, at the bottom, or near the bottom, it has 
Dishonored at 90 million. Starfield at, yeah, Starfield at 600 on its release year. 600 million, Ooh, but that's a lot. Um, yeah. yeah. You want to talk it's, about it, Starfield? It's a good transition. We are we done with Xbox? For the most, yeah, let's yeah. talk about let's talk about Starfield. Let's uh, let's get into the the current thing. This is how we usually open the show. Can I can I preface to, I'm going this with to slide number one? I I don't want to be too negative about this game. Yeah, um, don't worry. You got me. But, yeah, it's hot on it. That's good. I'm glad. I'm uh, happy for you. Truly, I will let you. Let's talk about going into Starfield. Let's assume that people haven't talked about Starfield, that they haven't heard us speak about Starfield on this show, and this is the first time they're ever listening to us. And, like, our Bethesda history, I guess. Like, you know, we've already talked about it quite a bit. Basically, I've played Skyrim for, like, 12 hours, and I just did the story, and I rolled credits, and that was, like, two years ago. I tried Fallout 3 in New Vegas for about an hour each. I couldn't get into it. Just not really into these games. But something about Starfield looked like it was going to scratch my Mass Effect itch. So I got a little bit excited especially leading up to release uh you bethesda fan through and through uh, a yep. shoe-in for this to be I've, like potentially your game of the year if done correctly yeah uh, i've played i've played probably a hundred hours of new vegas i understand it's oblivion but um i've played probably a hundred to fallout 4 like a thousand of skyrim and mm-hmm. probably probably another hundred of oblivion um and then a handful spread between like Morrowind and stuff like that. Some of their older stuff. Um, love Bethesda games. Love them. Um, I am fucking blown away with how much I ended up enjoying Starfield, man. I had a blast. And you do not feel had, the same. I had an okay time. Do we do we want to go negative first or positive first? Um, yeah, it is weird. I feel like we are prepping for a very weird conversation here for Starfield. Yeah. I'm really excited to unpack it with you though, because this yeah. is like this is bizarre. Let's let's fucking Tarantino this thing. That Tarantino, let's Nolan this thing. We're gonna give the okay. ending first. We're gonna give the ending first, and then okay. we'll go and we'll we'll back up our arguments and whatnot. Like, but not um, spoiler ending, right? We're not going to spoil Starfield here. Okay, we're okay. we're going to have a section where we say fast forward two minutes so that we can actually talk spoilers, but we, you will have fair okay. and ample warning, but that will be towards okay. the end of this conversation. Um, tell me if Starfield is on your game of the year list, and if so, where is it? And then tell me a brief one or two sentence. Where, where, do you, where does it fall for you? Starfield is not on my game of the year list. Um, it is an honorable mention, maybe even a stinker for me. Um, I like, I enjoyed time with this game, but it did not live up to what I think Bethesda does best. Um, and I was really sad with, um, how uninterested I was in the game after I finished the main quest. Um, and I was sad at how uninteresting the main quest was to me as well. Um, granted, I will give the game some points back because only reason I pushed through the main quest 
was because I was told to by about a billion people online. And I think everyone is wrong on that. And I think you should take your time and enjoy the side stuff in this game instead of pushing through it. And I need to go back and enjoy that side stuff. But there are reasons why I am uninterested in going back. Cool. Uh, it is my number six game of the year. I did not think that it would be on my list until very soon before release. It delivered on a lot that I was looking for, but I do acknowledge its shortcomings. And much like Final Fantasy 16, I worry about how I'm ranking it right now and how it will stay. I am, yeah. with every passing day, less hot on it um, yeah. as I think back to my experience and it fails to pull me back in in some ways. In other ways, I do think that this game has legs and that... I will be back to spend even more time on it in the future. Just maybe not right now on the heels of uh, rolling credits. Not once, but multiple times. Uh, I which I was surprised and, at how much I enjoyed it. Uh, it should be clarified. When he says rolling credits multiple times, it's not a 20-hour playthrough each time. It's a big playthrough and then a uh, two to four hour playthrough if you just um, so, if you other, so desire there are if you opportunities desire, in yeah. new game plus essentially to finish the game in less traditional Wait. ways yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 um and we'll get into we'll get into that in a little bit but uh tell me about tell me your favorite moment that you had in starfield I'm putting you on the my spot my favorite here, moment can you think of like an in... individual thing yeah I can, um, actually. I was sitting, um, playing it at, beside my girlfriend. She was sitting watching me play. Um, mm -hmm. And I had Sarah Morgan, is that her name? Yeah. Um, as my companion. And we walked into the Lodge, which is the Constellation base. Constellation being one of your factions and the main faction of the game. Uh, we walked into the Constellation base, the, called the Lodge, and... She took off sprinting and like, like this is the wall here. She took off sprinting towards the wall and just ran into like outer space, like and like <laughs> clipped through the ceiling. You're and a Bethesda fan, that that's your favorite moment. It's like she ran like so fast. She ran so fast, like she knocked everything off the table and it like exploded around the room, all like just junk going everywhere. Uh, and me and my girlfriend had a, a good laugh about it. Nice. Um, mine is less of like a very specific moment and more, I would say like, uh, spoiler free, I guess like the last like dungeon, if you will, the last like big explore this area, get to this objective, uh, kill a hundred fucking guys on your way um, with what would end up being, I guess, my final build in my first playthrough with my skill tree. And I loved it because I played this game my way and I felt like I was having an experience that other people did not have because of the way that I built my character and I'm really excited to like share that so I'm going to jump into it uh I ended up doing a melee build and I really like I don't know why but I just like doing like first person like sword fighting in like melee in these Bethesda games it feels janky and wrong like i'm playing the game the wrong way but it's letting me do it and it lets me build into it in such a way that is so 
fucking satisfying. So let me explain to you the way that my skill tree worked. I built into melee, and I built melee all the way up. And what the melee skills gave me were really easy bonuses, like does 20% more damage, does 50% more damage, and just buffs like your proficiency with melee weapons. But then, the third perk, upon a melee kill you gain 100% move speed for 10 seconds. So you would fucking uh. hack somebody down and then you could fucking take off like a bat out of hell to the next guy and start hacking them down and chain <laughs> this together so you're zipping around the room fucking smashing everybody. And then the last thing that you get is essentially like vampirism or like a, a health on kill. So 10% of your health is regained every time you kill. So not only are you fucking running and zipping and killing so many people, but you're also healing up as you do so. So you just become like, the more you kill, the more you heal, the more power you are but as you travel down that skill tree and get to the very bottom you get an enhancement to your boost pack your your jetpack so obviously i'm assuming you upgrade your jetpack very far i tried but there were a lot of materials that it required that i could not find hmm. um the jetpack like skill tree i mean like just put your points into the jetpack Yes, I did all of that. Yeah, I so got, got that all like way it up. refreshes sooner, and you have more yeah. rust and shit like that. So if you go all yep. the way down that mechanical skill tree, which is mostly I did invest into things that I didn't want just so I could get to this final perk here to kind of complete my like melee build, if you will, was you had to like upgrade like your ships like cannons and thrusters and do all like the mechanical stuff. But that last perk is combat jetpack, and what that does is if you upgrade it all the way, essentially. The first time you upgrade it, it gives you a percentage chance to knock enemies down around you, right? And then, okay. after you get to the last one, it has the opportunity to fucking catch enemies on fire around you. So I would, at the end of my build, run into a fucking room, jetpack at the base of the room around so many enemies, half of them would get knocked to the ground, half of them would fucking light on fire, I'd pull out my big ass ninja sword and <laughs> fucking hack these guys down, heal all my health and take off like a bat out of hell to the next room so fucking efficiently. I had such a blast playing this stupid game, man. <laughs> Just really, really cool. Well, how did you, how did you build? Um, so I had a, um, I had a, a gun that I found. I don't know where I found it, but it was like an SMG. Um, I think I just found it at a random pirate base on a random planet. It was a legendary SMG and it rolled with like perks of like, every, it had a random chance to shoot an explosive bullet. Oh, and sick. then it had a, it had a random chance to shoot. Uh, corrosive bullets so it just tore through things like like because it would it, it has the explosive damage which was just a ton like like i i could get through maybe five people in 30 bullets because it would just like i'd shoot them like because it shot so fast i'd tap the trigger and it sent out like five shells and like one or two of them would explode and then they'd just be torn to shreds um so it was nice um but I I actually ended up I leveled to probably level 20. Um, and then I got to the point where I'm like, I can't upgrade this. I can't. OK, I can't upgrade my my suit because I need this thing unlocked in the uh, recipes or whatever. Mm. And I can't unlock that recipe because 
I have to unlock it on the skill tree first. And I can't unlock it on the skill tree because I have to spend six more points to unlock that tier on the skill tree. Yeah. And yeah, I yeah. can't I can't spend six more points there because I have to kill twenty ships in space to uh unlock the next tier to un to spend another point. So I got really annoyed with how many hurdles there are to do anything. Um so I used I'm playing on PC. Uh, so I used a console command, leveled myself up to level 50, and just dumped points everywhere. Um, you playing these fucking immersive sims and then breaking the game with, like, mods and console fucking codes this, will never... It fucking sends shivers up my spine. It this is not me, an man. immersive sim. This is not an immersive sim. It's pretty immersive. Uh, it feels immersive. I felt it, immersed. It, I did not feel immersed in it. Um, the The performance on PC was kind of dog shit. Yeah, um, I had I I maybe had the worst performance on PC for a game that I've really enjoyed ever. Mm-hmm. Like it hard crashed on me and granted my PC just should not be running this game, but I wanted to play yeah. it on keyboard and mouse. It felt right to me. Uh yeah. so I went with it over my Xbox Series S. It ran like butter on my Series S. So fucking good. Wow. The best looking and the best playing Series S game that I've ever fucking played. Um I butter say, at 30 frames butter at 30 i frames. saved so fucking much yeah butter at 30 frames um i saved so fucking much because i would say that if i'm being realistic this game crashed in my like 35 35 hours 40 hours in it probably crashed 40 times i had That's crazy i know I, I i'm i'm let me look at my steam profile right now i think i have uh maybe 25 hours with this game i have 30.7 hours uh, and it probably crashed 15 times or more yeah, that's for me. crazy. Um, and I lost, I lost a lot of progress on one of those crashes. Um, but once early and I was like, never again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, uh, it, it, it can we, can we talk about the menu system? Yeah. Like it is abysmal. So shitty. Okay. <laughs> so bad archaic and missing just like the basic functions of like everybody has done the mass effect did this better in 2006 the map it's so bad i acted like there was no map when i wasn't using the forced galactic map i never well, there, once i mean there wasn't a match like, geometric grid that, thing yeah the stupid pub like the local map with the little never. dots it's Never. useless. It's 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 absolutely useless. Even trying and, to go online and find a map that translates what should be a map. Like I went and found like a map of New Atlantis. I'm like, I don't know where any of this shit is. That doesn't no, even look right. Absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. It was it was terrible. Um <laughs> fucking bad. The, the uh transitioning between like tra- like if you pull up your menu and you got your character in the middle and you got like up is like your powers down is like your missions whatever's inventory ship companions blah 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 that mm-hmm. after i got used to it was fine it was serviceable that menu yeah, itself that fine. but then once you get into the planet menu where you're trying to swap through planets you're trying to find the That's... right galaxy or the right yeah. star system i had the problem on pc where i was trying to land on uh jimison mm. and I, I was playing on controller on PC. I had a controller hooked up. I couldn't land on the planet 
unless I went and got my mouse and clicked it and then used my keyboard because something was wrong with the button mapping on the controller where I could not land on Jemison because there was like the four areas that are stacked up when you land. Yeah. It oh, wouldn't dude. let me select one of those areas. So Honestly, I had to use little a... issues like that, like even when it was just two planets, like I just can't get to the one that I want to. Oh yeah, yeah. And they have the two they have the two solar systems like right on top of each other in the menu and it's like just I don't care how accurate it is. Just separate them. Just scooch them. It doesn't matter. Um, it would be one thing if it was something that I only had to open 30 times in my playthrough. Right? The problem is, is you uh, need to open that map 30 times every an hour. hour. An like, hour. Yeah. <laughs> easy. Easy. Without easy. I will give like this long, I'm going to just do like, I did this kind of like almost like a bit on stream of like why this shit irks me. And it truly drops it from like what it could have been my second favorite game of the year to what's now sitting at my sixth game of the year. And I don't know how safe it is on my list uh, because of like this series of events is like I'm on a mission and I need to go to talk to so-and-so on this fucking planet. I now need to oh. press the button to open my map. I need to go and select map from that submenu. I then need to pull my cursor, which loves to get like gravitationally pulled to different planets that it thinks I want to, to the correct solar system. I need to hit A to enter into that solar system. I then need to scroll that same cursor over to my planet destination, but that planet destination has two destinations. And because of that, I need to then drag the cursor down a little slot to choose the correct part of that planet. Now I have yep. the correct planet selected. It zooms in. I need to rotate that planet and I then need to select the destination that I want to. I hit A on that. It brings up a sub menu. It zooms out. I have to hit square to scan the planet. I then have scanned and I can hold A to land. At that point, it launches me into a cutscene and I would land on the planet theoretically. What? However, <laughs> I know where you're going. With this. However, it's too far away. It's too far away. So I now need to back out and do that entire series of events to get to another thing. However, I can't it's do that right now <laughs> because I am over encumbered and I didn't fucking tell me that until I tried to go. So I now need to go into the menu, go into my inventory, drop a bunch of shit on the ground that I didn't want. And I now can travel to the next solar system. I do that by opening the menu, selecting the galaxy map, <laughs> going to the correct galaxy that I want, yep. entering that correct, grabbing the select planet, scanning the planet, rotating the planet, selecting the area that I want, holding X to land. Now I am in the fucking solar system of the galaxy I don't want to be in, but is now close enough to be there. So I can now open the menu, go to the yep. galaxy map, select the galaxy that I want, hold square to scan. Like it is fucking yep. crazy. The amount of like, if you just drag it to like keystrokes, how many keystrokes did it take me to accomplish this simple fucking task? Dude. It's absolutely insane. Every every time I had to travel somewhere, it was it was a solid five minutes of menuing before I ever had the chance to do anything. And then even when you travel travel to that planet, it pops you out 
in in space around the orbit of the planet so then you still have Correct. to go into a menu to even land Select on the planet. the planet and then land again yeah yeah it's yeah like, you're right it's i already abysmal. told you i wanted to land here it, yeah it's terrible when it's bad it's so bad but when it's good it's so good man like it does have glimpses it has those 15 to 20 minute fucking segments of like it's you're just glimpses. cruising around talking to this person doing this mission killing these bad guys sneaking through this base grabbing this item equipping this jetpack and like Sometimes it just feels but so fucking good. Can I say, I, I don't want to harp on the negatives of this mm. game much longer. Honestly, I don't want to harp on this game much longer at all because we're kind of, we've said a lot. But um, I think this game, I told you, it, what it does, it has so many different things that it does. It, it has the base building. It has yeah. the beautiful Never, cities. Did you build it a base? Has, I tried, but I that, that's where I'm getting with this is. You edit your ship? I tr- I did once or Never twice, it. but it 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 wasn't good. The thing is, like this game, one. it does the base building worse than Fall- Fallout Four. It does maps worse than Skyrim. It does mm. uh, exploration worse than any of them. It does it worse than uh, No Man's Sky. It does space travel worse than No Man's Sky. It does ship building worse than freaking. Uh, Armored Core Six, you can customize mm. your crap. Like, it does more on that. What it, it it it's just it does uh, gun combat worse than Doom. You know, it has all these different sections that are glimpses of greatness, and when they all come together, they all fall short. My favorite thing about Skyrim is walking from White Run to Solitude and experiencing mm-hmm. all the things between that. But in yeah. this game, the only thing between Jimison and Neon is a menu, and mm-hmm. it's boring, and it's annoying. And if I want to explore something, I have to land on this random planet and shoot these freaking bugs that I don't care about. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's not fun to me. It, it, yeah, it's it, never it the does sum every... of all of its parts. And you no. have that, like, it can, be, it can trickle all the way down into, like, the that's like the complex version of where it doesn't deliver and like the oversimplification of where it doesn't deliver is it introduces this great hacking mini game i love solving those puzzles yeah, the not a single time that i unlocked that digipick the satisfaction came from completing the puzzle because what was in there never was trash mattered it's terrible always trash always trash and, and and that comes with the fact a lot of the times that these planets are just randomly generated whenever you land mm-hmm. on them so half the stuff you find there is trash. It's it's worthless. Um, mm-hmm. I will say what I played of the side quests, which I I mean, you guys, if you've listened to this podcast for long, you know I'm a side quester. You know I love to do side quests. I yep. enjoyed the side quests that I did. That was the best part of the game that I, I experienced. Um, but I was pushed to finish the game. And when I did, yeah. I didn't like what i found and that's where i'm kind of stuck yeah. at right now i was one is... of the people that pushed you to finish the game and i feel a little yeah. bad about that because you should i mean you should all you you're not above telling me to get fucked which <laughs> you've done sure, plenty of times sure. i've, I've you know, done it before um, i don't i hope i didn't like mislead you because of course you should always play the game your own way and especially in a game that you know better than i do that's the move but we could we can talk spoilers in a little bit and there's reasons why that i don't think that you actually experience yet even um yeah that i think are that do make it worth it but continue on your thought 
my my complaint with New Game Plus, which you know I understand, I, I made a tweet the other day and people started jumping on my back about it, which I, I get. I can it. imagine. My thought about New Game Plus was this is a Bethesda game. I've just spent thirty hours in this world, gathering money, gathering items, building a dope ass ship, um, mm. getting to these points in these quests that are important and mean something to me. And I was getting pushed to go to New Game Plus, and my assumption was, hey, it's New Game Plus. I'll get to keep all my stuff. Uh, I'll probably, since people are pushing me to go to New Game Plus this much, I can probably just finish up my quests in New Game Plus. Um, no, you lose everything. Mm. You lose all yeah, your inventory, is, all your for quests, the most everything. part, a traditional New Game Plus. Like, you keep your uh, stats. Except for the, you keep your, your stats, but not your yeah. crap. Correct. And I... I was pissed because my, my little SMG, it's gone. It yeah, was a well, random I mean, roll. How am I ever going to find that again? You can reload you know? your save. And I can. I can. to play that if you so desire. But, like. but I can. But the thing is, is people want me to experience the rolls or whatever you call them of the New Game Plus and New Game Plus Plus. But Let's I can't start... keep the stuff that I like in the New Game Plus and the New Game Plus Plus. Let's start spoilers. I'm starting a timer for four minutes. Starfield spoilers start in five seconds. Come back in four minutes if you do not desire. In five, four, three, two, one. Okay. So, New Game Plus, real quick, the hook of New Game Plus is you become a starborn. You're reborn into the universe anew with like knowledge of what happened before. Of correct which i love the fucking hook of the story i think they fucking hit the nail on the head the whole ending with like the nasa space station and giving up earth to gain interstellar travel and unlock the secrets of the multiverse i think is fucking spot-on sci-fi storytelling i was yeah, very no, was very interested in this oh i fucking love it i'm a big sci-fi nerd and that shit does it for me but when you restart you go and you start the game pretty much fresh they drop you into new atlantis and you go to the what's the name of the fucking home that you go to the lodge and you open the door and essentially you talk to sarah there if it's a default permutation did you have any different i i i landed in in atlantis and have not stepped off my ship so do you know about the stuff just just go for it spoil it i don't care okay so you talk to Sarah, and Sarah's going to give you two options. One is you can play through the main story quest again. Just start off with all your perks and play through all of the main story quests. The second is you can basically explain to her, I already know all of this shit. I don't want to fucking do this. Let me just haul ass and collect the artifacts that I need and roll fucking credits. You can do this in 30 minutes to about an hour and a half, two hours. I did it once and i said that was pretty fun let me let me do that again i can't believe i just rolled credit so now i'm the third version of me but this time i've increased my skills a little bit and i have like a different outfit and my ship is named something different because i sided with a different character so i'm like oh, i that's was about to ask did you yeah. side with the emissary or the hunter i uh, chose I sided with the uh i've done all three at this point the first time i did okay. i sided with the emissary um okay. then i decided with I the hunter neither. and then i didn't either and i've done this now the second the third time that i did it i was like let me do that again and i was like how quick can i get these artifacts and i did it in like four i've now rolled credits on this game i think seven times the fourth time that i went to the lodge i think i walked in to talk to sarah and sarah wasn't there it was a fucking grown-up version of cora sam's daughter uh, interesting and 
I won't go too far as to spoil these multiverse permutations, but I've now experienced two of them, and I've looked up more. The other time that I went there, it was fucking Andreja. Andrea. Hey, my girl. Sarah, and she was standing there with her fucking crew of cronies who were not fucking having it. It was absolutely oh. nuts. So basically what happens is that there's different permutations to New Game Plus. Because you're going Plus. to different multiverses, pretty much. Correct. And it's like, I don't know if there's like odds or if it happens in a certain order. I really should look into it, uh, what determines which one is going to be which. But it's, to me, the coolest fucking hook ever. The grown-up Korra one was such a mind That's fuck. Cool. And I didn't really fuck with Sam. But there are other ones where you get there, like and depending on who died, different things can happen. Uh, you can walk in there, and it can be fucking you. Yeah, an older version that of on... you that's there you can also yeah. walk in and it can not only be you but it can be a whole fucking squad of you sitting there <laughs> like it is fucking nuts Funny. and i really love that hook so for me what i have been doing is when i'm going to hop into it i'm going to load the save from the permutation that i think is the coolest and that's where i'm going to like live in this game that's where i'm going to do my side quest that's the world that i'm going to create for myself which is pretty rad yeah and, and I, I think that's cool, but I just don't know if it works well with the style of game that it is being such a big that. open world and spending so much time in sure. it the first time around. All right. Spoilers over. Final thoughts on Starfield. My final thoughts are it is a game that I have a lot of complaints with, but I will revisit it likely next year when I have more time. I don't when I don't feel as pressed for time uh, mm. in terms of video games, when it gets performance patches for PC, my dog is humping his blanket and is driving me insane. Um, you that. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, when it gets some patches, when, when I have more time um, right now, I'm a little offended. I feel like it wasted a lot of my time, hmm. um, but I think it's a better game than I give it credit for just because I'm a little offended. If that I get makes it. sense. I'm I'm pretty hot on this game and I feel like this game is going to be like this is how this is too serious of a phrase, but I feel like it's gonna be a big part of my life for a long time. Like I feel like it's going to enter the zeitgeist of video games and be a very important title for a long time. Even despite its like divisive launch, I don't think it's as big of a fucking shit show as like a cyberpunk launch was or anything like that no i think that there's just like some glaring issues but overall i I, i'm really fond of this video game and i think it does more right than it does wrong and i think what's wrong with it it can rectify i also think that intrinsically a fucking bethesda game is sort of it's not that it launches poorly, it's that it sort of depends on the community to, to, to make it right sometimes. And that it's really, it's got legs. It's got, it's got crazy fucking legs. Like, I think it's going to be uh, a fun game to talk about the same way that we talk about Skyrim six years from now. Like, oh, I started a fucking Starfield playthrough. I, like, <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. I really hope so. Yeah, I think it's deep enough yeah. and there's enough crazy shit that I think it sticks around for a long time. But overall... Yeah. um great thing do you think the do you think it spends much time in game of the year conversations not maybe not not like for us maybe but like in general honestly i mean i'm kind of biased because it's not my favorite game but i'll say no i don't think it 
Yeah, I, I think, think it's it gonna gets get that over, much of a mention. I think with like Tears of the Kingdom and Baldur's Gate and probably Spider-Man Two end up being the front runners, maybe Mario Wonder. It's a tough call. I don't. I don't think it's gonna win many, many Goaty Awards. But it'll I be in top I tens. Yeah, I bet it gets nommed a lot for like I bet it's yeah. a Game Award nomination or something like that. Yeah. Uh, let's get into Lies of P, man. I'm really interested to uh, pick your brain on this, and I, I don't. Well, we've had two like pretty lengthy fucking segments so far, so I, I feel yeah. like we won't spend nearly as much time on Lies of P or any no. of these other games as we have so far. But um, what, what have you put in? Um, three hours, maybe. Um, okay. This has been like my before bed routine for the past two nights um mm-hmm. i get all my work done play this for like an hour hour and a half and then head to bed um yep. it's good man like i didn't play the demo i downloaded it but never played it how far how long was the demo you played it right the demo was so long i didn't even finish the demo you get to oh. geppetto's house or something you get inside and i was like that's gotta be where the demo ends wow and then you go inside and you leave out the back and you're on fucking yeah. rooftops and shit and you're fucking around there and i got through all that, I ended up fighting a, a boss of some sort, and that wasn't the final boss either. I don't know if that was before or after the mansion. It might have been before, up at like was the top it, yeah. right of a hill, through a door. Got to be the first like real boss. But uh, there's a second boss too that I didn't even get to. It's a lengthy demo. Wow. Yeah, I I beat last night the first boss that has a summon outside of it. Um, so in total, I've beaten three bosses yeah i haven't been that far three or four um but i i just recently beat the one with a summon outside of it um and the world has kind of opened up and i've i've moved on to a factory like area um but man if you told me like if if i was uneducated and you said hey man this is from soft's next game and i didn't see who made it i would believe you a hundred percent like yeah this is the best of the imitators if that makes sense yeah, it's, it's it looks it, crispy fucking clean it, it is it is clean it is um it, it's just even down to like the animation and sounds of climbing up ladders is just mm. exactly from soft um, it feels good it feels good it, you know i i think i've made it known on this show multiple times i'm not a bloodborne guy like i'm more of a dark souls guy this is closer to Bloodborne than it is Dark Souls, so I'm I'm adjusting. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to learn more parrying stuff versus just blocking, um, because you you lose health if you only block in this game. You have to parry to not lose health. Um, but it's been good. It's it's been um, it's got a very cool like story with it so far. Uh, you're you're Pinocchio, and Pinocchio's not supposed to yeah. lie, but you're you Timothy get to lie. Chalamet. Yeah. Um, it's a couple of the fun things about this game is on the loading screen while it uh while it's loading instead of saying loading it's like lie it says lying yeah yeah um uh whenever you die it says lie or die um and whenever you oh actually i beat beat that donkey guy last night um whenever you whenever you play this game you have choices to either lie or tell the truth um and it affects how your game plays out and so far i've just been lying everywhere i go so there's supposed to be a couple of significant different endings in this game that i'm excited to find out um it's, called lies it's good of P, not it, truths of p Do it's true worst. it's true it's it's good and I'm, I'm curious every time you lie it says your springs are reacting or something like that hmm. and i'm curious how my what what's going to happen because of my lies um i don't think this game should be slept on i think you know, people should go out. If, yeah. you, if you like 
Bloodborne or FromSoft games, go check it out. It, it's For really sure. good. And I think it's it, it's such a fucking good get, like when you were saying like it could pass for a FromSoft game in a year where there's no traditional FromSoft game, like no Souls-like FromSoft game. Yeah. Obviously, you have Armored Core, which we'll get to in a minute. But um, that, uh, it being on Game Pass, I think is a great fucking pull as well. Like they did everything right for this game, and I'm happy to see it succeed. I, I think that it's a great entry into that genre and gives people what they may want from it. Really cool. Yeah. And I think it'll be an interesting case for like, we got to do like best boss fight at some point this year mm. where I'm sure there'll be some stuff from like, I mean, Liza P has really good one. Armored core has really good ones. Fucking final fantasy 16 has really good ones. Zelda tears. Of the kingdom has really good ones. Like there's a lot of, that's a good category for the end of the year. Yeah. Um, yeah. I will say so far three or four bosses in I've killed all the bosses on the first try, but mm. there have been a couple just, little dickheads out in the world that yeah take me 30 to 40 tries like no joke i get it for sure so, all, all of them take me 30 or 40 tries i'm fucking terrible at these games i downloaded yeah. this i literally was like oh it's on game pass i'm gonna download it i downloaded it i looked at it the other day and i was like i sat down and i was like i'm gonna play lies of p and i just looked at it and hard. I couldn't hit play and i just uninstalled it like <laughs> Like I sat there and downloaded okay. it and then uninstalled it. I was like, that's not what I want out of life. Like, that's like, know. that's what people do when they're trying to like quit drinking, bro. Know. They just sit there and they I look know. at it. And they're I like, know. They look at the fucking bottle. I looked at the bottle and I was like, no, nah, man. <laughs> not today. No. Yeah. Fucking out. Listen, I already teased during this episode at one point or another. F099 was announced and shadow dropped at the nintendo direct the other day and this game is such a fucking banger it takes the so it's basically the pac-man 99 tetris 99 format it's a battle royale rendition of f-zero it's kind of a modified version of the super nintendo graphics engine and gameplay with a couple quality of life features uh or i guess like improvements in addition to quality of life where you can do like a spin attack which wasn't implemented until later on and you can use this funky little like boost track where if you fill up your gold meter you can get on a like track that's higher up but it, it works exactly the way that you'd think f-zero 99 is you race around the track three or four times and if it's a series race, the bottom five or the bottom 10 will get knocked out of the race. And then whoever finishes first wins. Who Can you win out of 99 players? But there are all sorts of different intricacies that they have introduced to this fucking game to make it so interesting. And the way that it translates, Pac-Man 99 and Tetris 99 were very, like, individual experiences. Did you play either of those? No, I didn't. So it was like, it wasn't like you were dropping blocks on somebody else's map and trying to drop your block first, or you were eating the cherry out from somebody else in Pac-Man 99. You were very much playing on your own board, and then your results would affect other people, like you would drop blocks on theirs. Um, this is everybody on the same fucking track. It is very much like a traditional battle royale in a racing format, and it just fucking translates so goddamn well. I am truly over the moon on how addictive F-099 is, and it's not a one-trick pony yeah. either. It looks it great. Is not, yeah, it's not like you just get in and you enter this fucking cup and that's the end of it. There are different modes where, like, every hour or two hours, there are different, like, Grand Prix that you can enter in, but then every... 10 minutes there's a different thing that you can do like there's like a ticket system you have to enter 
and win three tickets and then use those three tickets to enter the actual Grand Prix that happens every two hours to really increase your driver level and compete. But then there's basic F-099 where you just play against 99 people, series races where there's like series of three races. You're voting on maps. 99 people are voting on maps every time too to see who fucking stacked up the best. So you end up seeing the results of 99 votes every time. There are different cosmetic options that you have for the four playable characters. I'm saying too much for a game that is like simple at its core, but just done so well. Like it is what could have been not like a cash grab because there's no like microtransactions, but what could have been just like headline bait. Like here's the next 99, F099. Ends up being a very thoughtful product for not just F0 fans, but definitely for F0 fans, but for fucking gamers. Like I can't recommend this enough. F-099 is cool, and I haven't had enough time to really think about it, but if I keep playing it at the rate that I'm playing it and enjoying it, I think this sneaks onto my fucking game list this year. Like, it could be a top 10 video game for me, is how hot I am on it. If they released a physical, would you buy it? No. It's free. But, but physical, bro. You wanna know how many fucking physical games I bought this year? No, not really, probably not. It's just one, one. it's It's Gollum. Gollum. Oh my god. That's awful. Um, I hate it that. It also it also works great with this, which is the um Super Nintendo controller for um Eight-bit the Nintendo Switch. No, no, no. This is the first party one. This is made by Nintendo. Uh-huh. So it's uh, crap. And sold through the online tour store. It's great. No, it's 30 really? bucks. It's fucking Did awesome. Did you ever buy the uh, the uh, N64 controller? Yeah, yeah, I got that one too. They're In they're the pretty both red first... box. Oh, yeah. you took it out of the box? Yeah, I use it all the time. <laughs> I play it. I have the boxes the box. for both of them. The pretty red box comes for the Super Nintendo controller too. And they're oh. both like completely wireless for the uh, Switch. They have like your like home buttons and shit up here. Connects. Uh, cool. It's flawless. And it's great yeah, for actually- somebody like me who I do stream and play a lot of retro things. And to have that. I- I've talked about it before, but like playing Super Mario 64 with a modern joystick without the eight fucking uh, octagonal. Oct- octog- yeah, octagonal. Octagonal um, grooves is a fucking near impossibility. It just feels so good to like hop in and I play so much like side scrolling Super Nintendo stuff to have that Super Nintendo controller. A dream. A dream, I tell you. We love it. Donkey Kong Country and Mario World have never felt so good. That's Fair. for sure. But F099, red fucking hot. And interesting to see, interested to see how it will be. Um, supported i think that's going to be really interesting i'm not positive what they're going to do uh with that game going forward but i I feel like there are so many like tracks in the f-zero franchise that aren't a part of it right now that they could implement and other like racers they have like already skins and shit like that just really exciting shit um but that's f-zero 99 for the price of zero dollars for the price of 70 dollars you can go out and pick up no is it 60 bucks how much is armor core it's 60. Yeah, huh. it's 60. Uh, well, it, and, uh, and Liza P's were 60 bucks. No shit. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, Good for them. Should I should I give my one uh, my, my review with a couple word review? <laughs> yeah, um, all right. It, it yeah. Like built through Discord conversations, but I think you've got it down. Go on. Say it. it uh, Haters, get ready. It's our mid-core 6 out of 10. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Um, I think this game was good. Like, is six any good history fighting mechs? 
Yeah, six is better than people give credit for. They hear six and they freak yeah. out. Six is yeah, my favorite do. video games. Yeah, so it. Uh, I I have history on a PS2 game that I, for the life of me, cannot remember what it was. Like what the title was, what game it was, what franchise it was. I've looked it up. I've tried to find it out, um, but I can't remember what it was. It's just a vague childhood memory that I have at this point. Um, it wasn't but an since then, core game. I don't know. That's the thing. I don't think it was. I bet so it I, was I, either. I bet it was Zone of the Enders. So it was pretty colorful. That's what I remember. Um, and there was a versus mode that you could play locally against another person or maybe more. I don't know. But it would drop you in this little arena or not necessarily an arena, but just like a factory area or whatever. And that was a arena, and you could fight each other. Or it's got to be that, or Robotech Battlecry. It could be Robotech. It could be. If I, I also tried to play the campaign, but I never made it past the first mission because it was hard, and I was a child. <laughs> if I replayed those games and played the first mission, I would know. I would know which one it is because I, I, I have that memory it's, of. I'm, it's Robotech Battlecry or Robotech Invasion. We're gonna solve this mystery another time. Tell me about Wait, why well. Armor Armored Core sucks. Um, Armored Core <laughs> is fine. It it doesn't suck. It is a good game, but it's not my kind of good game. Um, yeah. It is. I, I will let it be known. I beat this game. I completed it. I yeah. I played all the way through the story. Um, I thought it was pretty easy. Um, lots of people were talking about how hard the some of the bosses were i only had problems with like the chapter one boss aside from that i i beat uh, most of the other bosses within two to three tries uh and the final boss of the game which is determined based on the decisions you make through the game um i beat on the first try um hmm. i somehow <laughs> picked the the bad ending um the somehow I, it was just the worst possible ending you could have. I picked it on by making my decisions. Um, the way decisions are made in this game is it pops you. It's, it's a mission based game. So each mission could be anywhere between 30 minutes and five minutes. Like there are some short, short missions in this game. Um, and occasionally two missions will pop up and you pick the one that you want to do. And then that will change the decisions that you make. I didn't realize that until it was too late. I would just always pick the top mission and go with it. So I made a bunch of decisions without realizing I was making decisions. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, decisions don't matter when you don't really care for the game, to be honest. Yeah. So I, uh, I played through it. Some, I, so I listened through min Max's deepest dive, um, which I love their deepest dives on stuff. Uh, but they were, I just feel like people are stretching for like what this game is. Like, they're like, it's a, it's a story about the human condition and how we all struggle against capitalism and, um, evolution. Sure. It is to a point, but yeah. Uh, well, I just think people dig in too deep on this stuff. Sometimes it's just a big robot go boom. That's pretty much yeah. what it is. Um, I just was left. I left. I left this game without thinking about it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, it seems like most... a interesting like conundrum. The the game itself being like a FromSoft game, and FromSoft having this kind of like renaissance since yeah. the last Armored Core release, and this one coming out. And I think that it there's some weird gatekeepy stuff with the fandom here on Armored Core. 6. <laughs> there is. There is. Yeah. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Like, um, the new people think their shit doesn't stink because they're from Soft fans and they come from the fucking, like, Dark Souls, uh, Bloodborne universe. And then there's the other ones that have been here and they've been doing mech games forever that have their own complexes about what this game is or should be or why you should like it. And then there's, uh, I don't know, it's just a very interesting release and it feels like it's already come and gone and I don't think it's going yep. to be like Starfield where we're like, oh, it might be in conversations for game of the year. I don't think this is popping up on many game of the year lists. It'll be top tens. Yeah. It'll I be top tens, so. but I don't think it's getting the big category noms. No, I don't think so either. It might get like but, action game or something like that. Um, uh, But it's just, it's not my kind of game, but if you like mech games, maybe it'll, it'll be your kind of game. It's a, it was a, it was a good game, but yeah. Most of the time I judge a game by how much I think about it after I put it down. And I have not thought about this game since then, and I forgot that we were going to talk about it today. <laughs> Don't worry, I got you. Um, something that I've not stopped thinking about since starting to play it is Sea oh, Fucking man. Stars. Have you I jumped in? This. No, dude, there's just been so many freaking games. I don't have this time This is worth your time, man. No, you do. You do have time. And it, honestly, it is, you already know, like, it's for you. And it yeah. is all that in a bag of chips. Like, they have outdone theirs, themselves, and they have made a spiritual successor to Chrono Trigger that is just so fucking good. But it has this layer of comedy and cleverness that you could find in The Messenger. I'm not sure if you ever played that. Nope. Uh, if listeners or viewers have played it, you'll kind of know what I mean. It's this really strange, like and cheek that's not even like, like cheeky humor like it's just like kind of self-aware and breaks the fourth wall every once in a while to just the right amount to not take you out of a great fantasy story but let you know that we get that we're making a game and you have to follow some tropes and shit like that um it is just jrpg fucking perfection like if i had to stick a number on this game i really am hard pressed to find knocks against it like it's a 9.5 or a 10 but it's just by modern standards you know if it's for you or not basically yeah um, i've i've heard some so people good. complain about the writing and like stuff like that but i feel, i feel like people should know what they're in for whenever they start a game like this yeah. like this is not going to be the last of it's, us level narrative no writing, no so. absolutely not like you need to understand what you're getting into but it just has so much going for it and so many cool mechanics that you wouldn't expect um there's like some crafting and cooking which is like standard fare but there's a fishing mini game that is pretty good and spread out across the world there is a in-game like it's main like side quest game like think um gwent in witcher okay. there is this thing called wheels or reels and it is this fucking kind of like gambling combat game that is like one part roulette and one part chess that is so huh. fucking cool and fun and well implemented that i fucking adore uh there's overworld map traversal which is really really good there is just so much going for this video game like we talked about it a lot and i really dwelled on this quite a bit you go back and listen to i believe our april episode i dig into like the actual gameplay mechanics and talk more about yeah, like what yeah. sea of stars is um but if you just watch the trailer you know if this thing is for you or not and i can't recommend it enough um i am going to 
do you a favor and write it into your missed category in the game list shared documents because I do you th- think you think I won't get to it. I I'm just like uh, as of right now you haven't, and it would be a miss for you just based on the things that you enjoy from video games if you didn't at least give it a couple hours. You know what I mean? It's just really sure. good shit. I see your feel at the same time that I wrote in Sea Stars Colin clicked into my missed category and I see the fucking wheels turning in his head of like what kind of yep. shit should I stick in there? I've been a fucking I've been I've been a fucking I've been a fucking very good gamer boy this year, is what I've been. <laughs> I've played a lot of shit. But have you Stuff finished that I know that I Diablo? Liked. Have no. you played Dead Space remake? Have you played play that. Resident Evil 4 remake? No, but I could. Uh, you could put Resident Evil 4 in there for Mist, honestly. Because yeah, I like Resident Evil 4 base enough that I would give her a fucking go. But I played, like, the demo. Yeah. I feel like I know enough. It's not going to make my game list. Uh, I feel like you should only have games on your game list for Mist category. should only be games that have a possibility of making your top 10 games of the year. If oh, it so I can delete. Like, I can delete Chia then. Uh, you just don't know that Chia's got a shot. Maker. <laughs> and, uh, uh, Chia's got a fucking shot. You would love Chia. Everybody would love Chia. Chia's got a lot of heart. Uh, uh, yeah. I yeah, still have yeah. half a mind to put Chia above Tears of the Kingdom, and I really think that, like, I think you should. On some days, I don't want to. I think Tears of the Kingdom is the best video game experience of the year and possibly think- of the fucking decade. Like, when you're in the midst of Tears of the Kingdom and just having, like, what do they call it? Emergent gameplay moments? I think Tears of the Kingdom might drop out of my top five. Tears of the Middom? Whatever. Tears of my... the guy with Hogwarts fucking legacy. Dude, I'm telling you, dude. I I base these games off of how much I think of them after I finish it. Hogwarts Legacy has been on my mind all year long. If I did that, it would be Chia 100%. Chia sticks with me, man. I'll fucking Just the way... The way I think about walking into Hogwarts and to Hogsmeade for the first time, mm. it it's yeah, it's, it's magical. It's magical. Yeah. I can hear the fucking theme playing in my head. And then from like yeah. from a standpoint of like doing Hogwarts wizarding world right with like with those musical cues and yeah. like but also not completely relying on like you're not over there being like, Oh, I'm doing this mission with Ron Weasley. Like yeah. it is it yeah. is a very good way to make you feel like this is so fucking connected and feel so authentic to that world, but not just completely fan service the fuck out of it. Incredible. WB oh, Games, I love man. that game. WB Games having a fucking year. It's it's great. Gotham WB, Knights. Uh... Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Gotham Knights was last year. Suicide Squad's next year. <laughs> was Gotham Knights really last year? I think it was October of last year. I'm pretty sure. Wow. I want to say. I might be wrong about that. I don't even know. I'll look it up while you talk about Immortals of Avium. Yeah, uh, Immortals of Avium. Sad story. Half the studio's gone now. Yeah, um, got 40% uh, of them got laid off last month. Or yeah, this month. Ascendant Studios. I haven't finished Immortals of Avium yet. I got a little distracted by some other games. I'm working on a playthrough of it for my YouTube channel. Um, nice. And I got, about, I got about five or six hours into my playthrough. And I realized, so I was doing this playthrough mobily while I was gone last month. Um, I accidentally deleted part one. Part one, before I could ever <laughs> get it uploaded it? to. I haven't yet, but I'm going to. 
Um, don't say so that you, you fucked it up. Just no, 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 like no, no. Inside no, gonna, baseball. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to say anything. For those of you who listen to the podcast, you'll know. But mm-hmm. uh, part one Aimless of my exclusive. immortals. Of, yeah, part part one of my immortals of Avium will be recorded after I finish the entire game. Um, so fucking great. Uh, it's actually really good if you like Doom Eternal. Um, mm. This is Doom Eternal, but more colors and more lighthearted. It it plays. It's very fun to play. Um, it's got like the Metroidvania type stuff in the world. Um, some hidden puzzles, hidden collectibles, and stuff. It's good. It's it's a really good game, and I'm sad people skipped it because it deserves more time. I'm putting it onto my uh, mist. I, I think you should. I, I think this yeah. does belongs on your mist because especially if you want Doom Eternal. That's not creepy or gross. This is that's it. That's what I want. Yeah. Because yeah. I've, I've played like a couple minutes of Doom 2016 and Doom Eternal and seen enough of it played to be like, wow, this looks like so much fun to traverse this world and shoot these enemies and shit. But also yep. it is just thoroughly fucking disgusting under yep. every fucking crease and crevice of that video game. I fucking hate it. Yeah. Um, but and this, that's what, what this, this game is. like looks fun to play. Like in the fact it that is. it reviewed as well as it di- does, it, it seems like it's my type of bullshit. Like I feel like this game on Black Friday is going to be like seventeen ninety nine shipped at Target or something like that. And I'm gonna be like, yeah, fuck it, let's go. Like I it'll think it's be, gonna be a fun it, time. Yeah, it'll be worth it. Also, like it does have the kind of Marvel humor sometimes, but yeah, it genuinely fine. makes me chuckle. Like I, I chuckle at times. So it's it's sure. it's a good game. I I, I think um, people should go play it. A shot on your goatee list or no? Um, dude, it's a tough year, man. Yeah, like, I hear you. This game probably would have been up there last year, but again, it's kind of hard for me to tell until I finish it. Honorable um, mention? Or... Oh, yeah, absolutely honorable mention. Yeah, cool. easy. I'll tell um, you, I think we need to do top 20 this year just because there are so many games. Let's just fill out our... Man. It would be hard to recontextualize that list. We'll make a decision over the next month. Yeah, yeah. There's so many games. It just, uh, yeah, I got to do better at my honorable mentions and then see if it would make sense to just rank that bottom one. We'll see. We'll play it by ear. We'll play it by ear. Yeah. Maybe maybe we just impulse it on, like, the... I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Uh, I want to talk really briefly about party animals because I put it on here, and as I was, like, looking at the slideshow the whole time, I've been like, I don't want to talk about fucking party animals. I played it last night. It's on Game Pass. It's 20 bucks on Steam. It's really weird. It's on Game Pass for Xbox, but not on Game Pass for PC, but you can play it on PC if you buy it on Steam. Seems weird to me. Um, party animals is basically rubber bandits with different mini games and you can play it online and I feel like in the context of playing it online with friends it could be really fun especially as a game pass game with like some buddies and stuff but for the most part it's that really weird like floppy it's uh it's gang beast it's a new gang it's gang beast yeah, yeah yeah um I think I hate it though I think really? I hate it yeah, I like I had like the little glimpses of fun, but then a lot of times I just didn't understand the map and I got knocked out early and it was like four minutes of me watching other people compete and stuff like that. And I just didn't have like the best experience with it. It's just not my type of party game. There's not enough going on. It's all individual rounds. There's no like tournaments or anything. So it's like playing Mario Party video yeah. mini games with just like a winner of the round and then it's on to the next round with no like overarching thing. There's no game map or anything like that. Yeah, it just feels yeah. like a strange collection of like goofy mini games. I can see it being fun for like community nights on stream and stuff like that and I was happy to yeah. check out a brand new release but yeah, that's, right the, that's the utility of this game. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, 
You forgot that this fucking game existed. I had to write this into game lists fucking stack when I made the slideshow today. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I, I feel so bad, dude. It's been such a month of just stuff yeah. going on in my life and games. Um, Fort Solace is a wonderful game. I love this game. I so I um I made a tweet, right? I think I I think I actually said this on our last episode is I made a tweet like back in June that was like Fort Solace is going to come out and it's going to get like a solid 60 on Metacritic, but I'm going to love every second of it. <laughs> and that's true. I did. It this is um sci-fi to an extent. Um you're just on a Mar- a base in Mars and something's going wrong, you got to figure out what. It's not scary. It's not supernatural. It's a very grounded um, story, aside from the fact that you're on Mars. Um, And I loved it. It's about five hours, maybe. Um, Mm -hmm. My biggest complaint is you walk really slow. There's no run button. But, I mean, it's it's in the same class as um, What Remains of Edith Finch, uh, Everybody's Gone to the Rapture, um in that type of gameplay style um you know slowly no it's not scary okay it's suspenseful at times but it's not scary at all um well scary it's uh it's got roger clark as the main voice actor love that guy uh it's got troy baker as one of the main voice actors and it's got um oh god is it just jesse appleton i can't even remember um as the female in the game and mm-hmm. let me tell you she's like she's like british I don't, I don't know what i know her from but i recognize her voice from something um just a hot voice man you know you hot know when voice, you just got like a better. like a hot playing voice a bit of, i started cyberpunk today we're gonna talk about it all next month because i'm playing the 2.0 stuff i'm i'm starting that soon yep i can't wait yeah really exciting i i, I played like this isn't gonna be its own thing but like just uh we're gonna force solo so i'm taking a little slide down but um that's fine a fucking guy who made female V. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. The baddie with that fucking voice. Oh man. Yeah, I uh, I'm I'm gonna restart and uh, do it. Uh, it's actually her. The voice actress is Julia Brown. Uh, this is her first voice acting role. Um, what? she she's been in other stuff. Uh, a bunch of TV Me series mainly. Anime. Well, no, this is her fucking first voice acting role ever. Subbed. Um. Oh. The Last Kingdom. She was in The Last Kingdom. Uh, Foundation. Um, Is Last yeah. Kingdom the fucking Matt Damon, uh, Adam Driver, Ben Affleck movie? Uh, no. No, it's like a TV show out of... No, it's not that one. It's got a bunch of uh, British actors that I've never heard of. But anyways, she's got a hot voice, and I like that. Um, so the last duel is what I'm thinking of. Uh, Force all this is good. Don't 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 skip it. Um, it's like thirty bucks, I think, and it's worth it to me. So okay. yeah, narrative driven. The thing that you compared it to uh, to me privately that you didn't mention today that I thought was like a oh, okay. Now I get a better understanding of what this game is as far like, as like what you do in it was Life is Strange. Yeah, yeah, it's very similar in terms of. Um, interactivity and stuff like that. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
This is going to be a painful segment for me, man. Uh-oh. Oh, fuck, I didn't change it. It still says oh, Fort, Fort Solace, Solace on the no. This is going to be a painful segment for me. I'm not very hot on Fort Solace. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis. Oh, no, you hate it. I kind of... I don't know. It's like not even that I fucking hate it. It's just that... Okay, so Ever Crisis on paper is a really interesting video game where it is like the compilation of Final Fantasy VII all redone under one umbrella via a mobile game that is kind of done like episodically, like chapter one of... You've played Final Fantasy VII Remake, so let me tell you what the first two chapters are of Final Fantasy VII. When you go into the menu, you have different campaigns that you can select. And right now, you can choose Final Fantasy VII, you can choose Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core, and you can choose Final Fantasy VII The First Soldier, which is the mobile game, that ill-fated Battle Royale mobile game that now doesn't exist. The only one that is unlocked is Final Fantasy VII. You have to read a certain part in Final Fantasy VII story to unlock the campaigns for... Um, Crisis Core and the First Soldier. When you get in there, the first chapter that you get into is the bombing run, obviously. So you open it up and it's all text based. You just have a couple conversations, blah, 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 with Biggs, Wedge, Barrett, same shit, little tutorial stuff. Jesse? You Don't forget Jesse. Yep, Jesse, of course. Best girl, potential best girl. Yep. Um, you navigate the world. You actually have like a, some freedom to do so. You can find some secrets and stuff. And it's almost like a little like 15, 20 minute experience of like an abridged version of the bombing run leading up to the guard scorpion and having that battle. Then you complete chapter one and you move on to chapter two, but chapter two fast forwards almost to like the sector seven slums with Aerith where you and her are going through, like, the junkyard and shit like that. So there's a bunch of, like, Sector... That's Sector 5 slums, I'd like to apologize. Sector 7 slums is kind of, like, skipped over, and it is taken care of via, like, just kind of text boxes, and, like, it's a very small version of the game. It's not a one-for-one remake like people might have been hoping. And it's all wrapped around a battle system that includes brutal fucking gotcha mechanics. And these mechanics are extremely brutal. They are the type of gotcha mechanics that include, like, uh, pay $15 for 10 rolls for different items for different characters with a 2% chance of getting an outfit for fucking Tifa, like, that looks like a geisha and shit like that. It is all very predatory, and it has all kinds of different currencies and different fucking timers, and you can watch an ad to get a free basic roll, but you only get to watch two ads a day, and you get your daily login bonuses to get you your fucking heart gems, and you can spend those heart gems on rolls, or you can save them up for 11 bonus rolls for the price of 10. It is just super fucking predatory, and I, I'm sure that you can do it free-to-play, but it definitely brings you less joy because they want you to spend the fucking money on it it's it's really an unfortunate situation is like how yeah. i would kind of describe it and i i want to like it more than i do but the thing is is that there seems to be some things to really enjoy from a final fantasy 7 like lore perspective because there's some cool stuff happening in there like i i um go ahead no, you can finish. I'll 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 save it till the end. No, um I think what what I'm what I'm noticing is that there seems to be 
additional lore that's not available anywhere else in the Final Fantasy VII universe coming from Ever Crisis. Ever Crisis, despite being a recap of other games, does include supplemental material. And it seems like from what I understand is that this stuff is actually really cool like character studies and deeper dives into stuff that happened before the events of final fantasy 7 that are not showcased in any other video games that are worth checking out and maybe finding youtube cuts of and then in addition it may be a better way to experience some of the games that a like the first soldier is sephiroth's origin story and it's a game that doesn't fucking exist anymore so it's of course the best way to experience that story and relay it to us same thing i'm assuming for dirge of cerberus which is like a ps2 third person shooter takes place after the events of final fantasy 7 advent children and final fantasy 7 base game before the events of final fantasy 7 fucking spoilers um it's not even remake uh fucking spoilers but I don't know. It's all in the long run. It's too much to stomach. So as a huge Final Fantasy VII fan, I fell off this game within an hour and a half, and I haven't opened it up since the day that it launched. All right. I'm going to say, from the start, I knew this game was going to be exactly like this. The copium that you guys had to smoke to hope that they would put all this stuff at such a high quality in a mobile game for free mm. that was never gonna happen this there's was high always quality gonna be... aspects to it there there okay there's high quality aspects to my asshole it doesn't i, I mean this was this was shit from the start like <laughs> I, I i think like this was gonna be a terrible app from the very start i don't people yeah. get their hopes up for it and it's like this was yeah. doomed to be like this it's this tough is, it's a tough this situation is a, a, a cash cow that's all they wanted for mm-hmm. they said hey final fantasy 7 Wow, that's still kind of popular. Yeah, Let's you guys just are fucking make this suckers. Impossible promise and milk money out of them for a Tifa dress. It's it's impossible yeah. to beat that idea. Um, no, sorry, it's sad. You got what you deserved. I, I think I, know. I think you you should have prepped yourself for that one. Good will come from this. I think that in the long run, Ever Crisis will be a game that's not unavailable to play four years from now. But there will be super cuts of Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, like story recaps of like, here's all the stuff that happens in Ever Crisis that you can't find anywhere else. Here is the prequel story of Cloud and Tifa. Here is the prequel story of Sephiroth meeting Glenn. Here is the prequel story of Aerith going on a fucking adventure. Like that kind of stuff, I think, will live forever and there will be value for this game in the long run. The value does not come from buying fucking spins of the wheel. The value from this game is to make sure uh, Square Enix doesn't go bankrupt so they can make Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Three. Um, yeah, that's about it. tough times, apparently. But we'll, we're going to yeah. dig into uh, Rebirth in a little bit here, for sure, because it yeah. popped up recently as well, which I'm super hype on. Um, let's go for... This is like a last-minute edition. You were like, I want to talk about this, and I have no fucking idea what it is. Yeah. Um, connections group words that share a common thread what the fuck are you talking about yeah so this is um it's like the new new york times game similar to wordle so you load in and there are 16 words um of those 16 words there are four groups of four words so there's like an easy group a medium group hard and an extra hard group um today for example i'll give you i'll give you the uh the solutions just for today because we will post this after so it won't be spoiling for the uh the listeners but you just google connections and the first thing that pops up is the new york times thing so there were 16 words today um and they're all scrambled up 
whenever you load in and they're all like gray little squares um and jake yeah jake's playing it on screen right now so you have to find the thing that's similar in the four groups of four words um hmm. so if you look i'll kind of help you along this one uh there is bus car motorcycle and truck um if you group those that is the easy grouping and it is motor vehicles the thing is if you're watching the video version jake just clicked um scooter they're they're overlapping things that will trick you like this um so yeah so jake just got the second one bartender host server and chef they are restaurant workers um the next group you're 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 kind of working up in difficulty today was actually an easy one uh, so you just guessed dog, gonzo, animal, and piggy. So the thing here is you have to find the grouping here. Um, and I actually, I found today's grouping. It clicked for me. Um, do you want a hint or do you want to keep trying it? Well, uh, now I feel like I fucked up. Well, you've or, got... No, 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 got you got it right. Things. If, yeah, if, if... If I they, get it right, is it right? Yes, if you get it right, it's right. So there, you have eight words left. And there are two groups of four words that are the same. It's there. fucking Muppets. It's Muppets. It's uh, Piggy, Beaker, Gonzo, and Animal are fucking Muppets. No, fuck off. Animal, Beaker, Scooter? Is it not yeah. Miss Piggy? No, oh, yeah, it. yeah. Okay, okay, it's, okay. It's not, yeah. So it, it tricks you to by having that Piggy. And now it has hand-foot-related slang. Oh. Digit, dog, mitt, and Piggy. Got it. I didn't so realize like, that hand and foot related because I have nothing for this fourth category. I never would have got exactly. that. That's got to be the yeah. one that everybody gets last, right? Yes, because it's purple. It's the hardest one. All um, right, so I kind of ate just now. Uh, yeah, you did pretty good for your first try. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's so fun. like yesterday, yesterday it was. Uh, I think I took a screenshot of it. Um, no, I didn't take a screenshot of it. But yesterday, like the day before, it was there was a group that was laundry jokes towel and like something else and the grouping was they can be dirty so like dirty laundry dirty jokes mm, dirty stuff like that asshole um yeah there was there was eight two um eight two one and something else but it was a-t-e-t-o-o-o-n-e so it was like thing it was homophones it was things that were written differently but sounded like a number um so there are weird groupings and stuff like this that uh it tricks you it's it's just a fun once a day mind game type thing cool good pull yeah. man good share yeah, it's fun it's I fun feel like that'll be introduced to somebody uh, that's listening to this for the first time like it was for me I'll, I'll check that out that's the kind of thing i love a little daily brain teaser like that i fell off wordle pretty quick but you know i did too I, i'm not a fun. big wordle guy but this you is more guess fun the than game mm, you used yes, to go with me on I, stream for I, sure I, yeah yeah, bro, yeah. I was, I was, I was carrying your. Yeah, you were kind of. Yeah. yeah, you were kind of eating. No doubt, no doubt. Um, this is an interesting one. So I was like super hyped. There was a Super Mario Wonder, um, direct a couple weeks ago, and it was at fucking like nine in the morning or something. And I don't really get up early like that, but I stayed up very late. So I was like, I gotta fucking get on and like do something before this show, and I decided to hop into what is technically the last 2D Mario game pre-Mario Wonder, and it's New Super Luigi U. Are you familiar with this title? No. So, the last full Mario title that was side-scrolling was New Super Mario Bros. U, which is the last entry in the New Super Mario Bros. 
universe, right? There's like a couple DS. There's a DS one, a 3DS one, a Wii one, a Wii U one. And this is the expansion to that game that originally came out on the Wii U, and I played it via this new Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe Collection that's available on the Nintendo Switch. And what new Super Luigi U is, is it's like a... I don't even want to say remixed version. I guess it is, though, because it uses the same map. It just kind of, like, changes the order. It's a full Super Mario game. It just takes place on... Um order levels so the emphasis on super luigi u is that it is a more difficult version of a super mario brothers game luigi controls the way luigi always controls he jumps higher but he's more floaty to control so he kind of like skids and doesn't stop short the way that mario feels very like crisp and clean with his movement the other thing about this game is that there's an emphasis on playing it the way that i kind of always play mario size trolling games is you're basically supposed to haul ass it's not like an endless runner or anything like that but the levels are all kind of designed to maintain momentum where you should try to like learn the levels almost like a dark souls boss where each level like you need to remind yourself that you need to go high low and then high because that's the way that the shells pop out at you or you need to jump over this gap and this gap at the same time you can't do a short jump here if you hesitate you'll fucking die and all the levels have a 60 second time limit so you ever play a mario level where at the end it goes and then the fucking music comes in it's like starts going fast because you're almost out of time all of the levels start with that sound like it gets fucking intense right off the bat so you're immediately like oh shit i gotta go i honestly think that secretly new super luigi u is a top five super mario brothers side scroller like i would consider this up there with as like tight and entertaining as like super mario brothers 3 super mario nes and super mario world and then i'd put maybe super luigi u like, it is fucking oh. really good and very wow. cool and, like, uh, honestly, like, a hidden gem. I wonder how many people have even played this game. Can't recommend uh, it enough. Yeah, I, I don't know. Probably not that many. Yeah, for a first-party Nintendo game, it kind of snuck out. It was part of, like, the Year of Luigi promotion in, like, 20... The Year of Luigi? Yeah, like, Year of Luigi a, is That's a, a new addition to the uh, Chinese calendar. <laughs> yeah, man, year, it should be. Year of the Rabbit, Year of Luigi. <laughs> oh, uh, I love it. It's time for everybody's favorite segment, the Destiny 2 Minutes, which starts... I might need more than two minutes today. Now! Uh, So, in Destiny this past week, something has happened that has been labeled as the craftening. Um, So, somebody found a glitch slash exploit type thing where you can craft guns in Destiny. They came out with the Witch Queen uh, about two years ago now. Um, and you, you can like select the perks on the weapons and everything. Um, but they found a glitch where you can put perks from one weapon onto a different weapon. Um, so what this allows is you can go to craft a auto rifle, but you can put shotgun perks on it. So your auto rifle will begin shooting at the same rate as an auto rifle, but instead of shooting one bullet, it will shoot eight bullets at a time. So it will be an automatic shotgun. Um, along with this, you could put that same perk on a grenade launcher, which when you shoot it, instead of one grenade, it shoots eight grenades. And then on top of that, there's a perk called Mulligan that if you miss a shot, it refunds ammo into your, your gun. 
you can put that on the grenade launcher as well, where you have infinite ammo because at least one of your shotgun shells will miss. So you have infinite shotgun grenade launcher and all sorts of combos like this. So I crafted one of the broken weapons because Bungie pretty much put out a statement saying, hey, we're working on finishing this, but while it's still here, have fun, have at it, just enjoy yourself, uh, which I think was a great way to handle it. Um, so I crafted a shotgun or a, uh, a grenade launcher that had infinite ammo shotgun and we went through and we did like the highest difficulty stuff in the game and we were just blasting through stuff like the game could barely keep up it actually kept up really well like it's it's impressive how good the game is built that it can handle stuff like this like a a grenade launcher shooting uh 300 rounds a minute <laughs> like, i'm just kidding um, continue that sounds kind of anyway cool. It was it was really fun. It was great. We ran like super difficult stuff, and I was literally just sitting there, black like laying like were like you able to like fire. complete anything that you couldn't normally complete? Is there anything like any game breaking yeah. stuff? Yeah. Um. Well, like, did you like for pop me an achievement that? Yeah, for me personally, I did. So there was one thing that I had to complete a dungeon solo, which a dungeon's pretty much like a mini raid for. Well, if you don't know Destiny, you probably don't know what a raid is either, but. A dungeon is a a, a a mission that's a cut like an hour to two hours long that you play with three people and there are puzzles and there are boss fights and sometimes they're hard and there are trophies or not really trophies, but triumphs within the game um, for completing them solo. I'm not good at solo play. I'm more of a support character. Um, so I had never done those solo, but I just hopped in there with my grenade launcher that dealt 17 million damage a minute and finished a bunch of stuff like that and um i got a bunch of of uh seals that i wouldn't have otherwise um and you know a lot of the hardcore players are like hey you shouldn't do this i worked hard i grinded i grinded for this and Gatekeep. it doesn't mean anything yeah they're just gatekeepers um but i had a great time we played like grandmaster uh grandmaster strikes which are like the hardest some of the hardest things in the game and we just tore straight through them because we had just like god that's pretty cool it was really fun it was the most fun i've had with destiny in a while uh and we just me and my buddy hopped in same one that i played uh young blood with we hopped in and we had a grand old time they've they've since fixed it but they let it go for about a week and it was a really really fun really fun week of destiny one of the better Destiny 2 minutes that we've had in a long time, and it went a little long, yeah. but we'll allow it. It'll get you to Destiny 5. Uh, I don't know if I've, I've, I don't know if I've uh, mentioned it, but the new season's really good as well. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing one of the greatest video games of all fucking time, baby. Kingdom oh, actually, one more thing. We can ignore Kingdom Hearts. Uh, the new raid came out, which was a reprise raid from Destiny 1. Uh, Crota's End, it's really good. Uh, me and Captain Stubbs completed it together not long ago. Oh, too. cool! We you play with Stubbs. It. Yeah, yeah, play with Friend Stubbs. Of the show. Friend of the show. Love that. Yeah. Pretty dope. Anyways, we can skip um, past Kingdom Hearts now. No, I don't have much to say about Kingdom Hearts. I'm just playing through. What That's I good. have a, a thing where once a week I try to, um, I have like twenty games 
that I really want to like. I have 16 games that I really want to play, and they're all programmed onto a wheel, and I have them installed across different platforms. And my chat and I spin the wheel to see what we're going to play tonight. But there are a couple games that are like rewards for me if we land on them, and a couple that are like punishments. So like Gollum and Echo the Dolphin are on there, and those are like chat's favorite things to watch me have to suffer through. And I have like Final Fantasy VII and Kingdom Hearts on there. And the wheel spun fucking Kingdom Hearts, and obviously I'm now four streams in in ten hours, and like I'm just doing a full Kingdom Hearts playthrough, and it's game isn't aging the best. I still think that Kingdom Hearts one would have a great remake in 2023, like in the next few years, if they wanted to remake that game from the ground up, it would be awesome. Cause it's the only one that I feel like doesn't quite hold up to modern standards of video games. Uh, but I would love to love to see a new coat of paint on it but either way it's fun trudging through that and i think it's going to start what is probably like a core kingdom hearts games playthrough i think i'm gonna have to play uh once i finish one i'm gonna want to play two so badly and that game does fucking hold up and then probably three and then i feel like birth by sleep is the right thing to do so expect maybe maybe i will start if i continue the playthrough maybe we'll start the kingdom hearts two minutes and we'll do that alongside the destiny two minutes you like this idea yeah Sure. Be good. Could be good. Uh, that's what I got for what we've been playing. Let's just take a quick peek at our game list. Of course, all subjects to change, but as of right now, my game of the year is still Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, followed by Chia, then Xenoblade, Future Redeemed, Street Fighter 6, Hogwarts Legacy, Starfield at number 6, Final Fantasy 16 just under that at number 7, Theater Rhythm, Final Bar Line still hanging up there. I feel like that game, other things might slide up and down from there, but Theater Rhythm will be on my Game of the Year list. Uh, sea of Stars hanging out at 9, New Entry, and Jedi Survivor just barely hanging on at 10. You want me to read yours? Mm -hmm. or want you to do it. Uh, you go through it. You're good at that. Colin, starting at number one, has Hogwarts Legacy, then Oxenfree 2 Lost Signals. Number three is Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, followed by Jedi Survivor, Resident Evil 4, Remake Dead Space, Remake Dead Island 2. I like to see that on there for some reason. Destiny it's 2, really Lightfall, good, yeah. Dredge, and then just hanging out for right now is Final Fantasy 16. If you are a listener of Game List, and we would have told you at the beginning of the year that Colin will like Final Fantasy 16 more than me, and I will like Starfield more than him, <laughs> we would have said, stop listening to our podcast. You clearly don't know anything. Yeah. But that's how it's panned out, man. <laughs> truly, truly. Crazy. Really a crazy fucking it's really weird. turn of events. Uh, let's jump into the news. We already talked about Xbox. Let's jump into some, eh, I guess, kind of uh, unfortunate news that we haven't talked about. Your boy. Yeah. Yeah. Breaking Distance Studios, Glenn Schofield, Call of Duty fame, Dead Space fame, and most recently founded this studio to work on the Callisto Protocol, is leaving yeah. the startup that he founded. You got something i i just i don't know i don't so striking distance is owned by tencent mm -hmm. um i feel like glenn was pretty passionate about what he made with callisto protocol and his the studio that he built um i don't know if maybe the failure of the callisto protocol kind of pushed him out or what but mm. kind of makes me sad to see him make this studio push one game and then just bail 
Like, I, I don't understand what's going on he's behind the weird scenes. Dude, I think he's like real old school. Like, he's that early 2000s video game producer director whose yeah. mentality on things, I think, has aged poorly. He had poorly. that weird quote come out uh, early, late last year about, about like, like kind of bragging about crunch, about how hard his team yeah. is working and stuff like that. And I don't know. He's got an abrasive personality. If you've ever seen him doing an interview or anything like that, he just seems like a guy that behind closed doors, when you're having a one on one conversation with this guy, he's saying some probably pretty foul shit. <laughs> probably. Like, yeah. yeah. Like offending, probably. offending like the work staff like i i just i got a bad feeling about glenn schofield and i feel like it's all out there um it's just it, it's it, no love lost for me but it is a weird situation for like i mean what happened that studio probably closes now right probably i don't, I don't know i don't feel like it has the legs to make it on its own like i don't i don't know i that's the thing i just there's so much unknown about this it was just a story saying hey he's leaving and then silence it's so I, I i don't know it's a weird something stinks is what i'm saying something stinks. i agree yeah it definitely does does um i don't know I, I don't have like much more to say about that it's just no i don't either somewhat unfortunate i guess but uh i'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out because i don't think we're getting Callisto Protocol 2 at this point. I don't know what they were working on. I wonder if something behind the scenes was going on. Yeah. The answer is probably I don't yes. think we will either. And it makes me sad because I want Callisto Protocol 2. I, I thought it was a good game. Oops. I think that ship has sailed, but you know what ship hasn't yeah. sailed? Supergiant Games working on Hades 2. They gave us a really brief update, which I just appreciate the transparency. And they answered a lot of questions of like, hey, when can we expect Hades 2, which is confirmed to launch in early access? And they basically said in so many words, the answer is 2024 at some point. Stay fucking tuned. And I think they hit the nail on the head when they were like, well, it's early access. Why not just give it to us now? And their plan was that. I guess what they said was they want Hades 2 to launch more feature complete in early access than Hades 1 launched in early access. Yeah. And apparently, I think the vast majority of people didn't play Hades until it hit its full like 1.0 release. So I'm not quite fluent on what was available and what wasn't when Hades 1 came out. But all I know is when it comes to Hades 2 and Supergiant, whatever the fuck you're doing is the right thing. I, I couldn't be hotter on a video game. like Which... Yeah, which this really um, hurts my uh, fantasy critic because this was my number three pick. Yeah, So true, true. But I think it's going to be uh, exciting to see what comes next or when the lid is blown off this thing, uh, what happens. For right now, we can talk about Final Fantasy 16 getting two pieces of DLC. And I'm interested, I put this in here not because it's like, oh, wow, what crazy news, because I wanted to talk to you about it specifically. And I think we were both kind of like middle of the road on Final Fantasy 16. You maybe even a little bit hotter than me. Uh, the more I think about it, kind of like Starfield, the, the less hot I get on it because of the way that that game is lo is laid out. We talked about it a lot on last month's episode, if you want to hear more of our thoughts on that game. But for me, um, extremely soft extremely strong first like half of the game and then it yeah. had a weaker back half uh sticks the landing in that last 10 percent, but it's like that 50 to 90 percent of the game when you roll through it really starts to fucking drag and retread ground and uh the game is maybe like eight hours 
too long and i would have been fine with it being a little shorter but nonetheless there's some interesting food for thought on things that weren't explained in final fantasy 16 and with two pieces of dlc my question to you is do you pick up that dlc and play it or what are you interested you know my overall thoughts on dlc this is why um, i'm bringing it here yeah normally not a huge fan it took me over a year to play Final Fantasy VII DLC, and I liked Final Fantasy VII a lot more than Final Fantasy XVI. Mm-hmm. So, probably not. But, okay. if it has Jill, I'll be there. So, there's a couple different like trains of thought on like what they could do here, and I want to talk about that. And uh, I think like some brief, like uh, light, light spoilers. We're not going to hear be here like about the ending or anything but there are some allusions to like what they could do and if they do it similar to the way that they did final fantasy 15's dlc which is probably the better look at things it could be prequel type stuff but i think what's interesting is that this is being done by cbu3 creative business unit 3 and what do they do on a fucking bi-yearly basis? These motherfuckers put out DLC, baby. Final Fantasy XIV full expansions. They take their story expansions very, very seriously. And they do them up to the fucking nines. So I wouldn't be surprised if we're talking about some fairly substantial DLC that becomes perhaps even a standalone release. More like episode intermission, but even bigger? I'm not sure. It would be interesting to have a Jill spinoff, whether that's... uh where that takes place whether it intertwines or comes before or whatever uh remains to be seen uh sid stuff for what was happening before uh he crosses path with clive could be very interesting and then with the two pieces of dlc i would expect one of the biggest hanging threads in final fantasy 16 is there's a another icon that is mentioned by name do you know this icon uh the leviathan leviathan the lost is what it's referred to. It even pops up in a mural when you're looking at all yep. the other icons. Um, so it's basically like the element of water has not been explored. Uh, you get ice, you get ground. So could be really, really interesting. So I'm hot on that. That is something that like for Square Enix and DLC for their big like JRPGs, like the Kingdom Hearts 3 DLC, the episode intermission from Final Fantasy 7 Integrated DLC, obviously all of the fucking Final Fantasy 14 expansions, um, the Final Fantasy 15 stuff that was unfortunately cut short, but the five DLC packs that we got for that always are very, very good and like substantial pieces of like video game media. So I'm hot on it. I'm excited. I very much want to dig in and see what they have next for us um let's move on to can you do me a favor the not this news story but the next one is going to have the um playstation plus prices can you pull those up while we talk a little bit about this first news story uh which is this happened (laughs) later in the day after we recorded our last episode of game list but uh we got the name of the playstation portal as well as the accompanying Bluetooth headsets, or I guess wireless headsets and earbuds, uh, got dated and priced. And I guess like the big headline here is PlayStation Portal is November fifteenth for one hundred and ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents. You buying this fucker? On a sale, maybe. Yeah. But off the rip, no. Yeah, two hundred's a lot for a remote play device, but God, it, it does look 
kind of hot, doesn't it? It does. It looks it looks ex <laughs> exactly like what I want out of a remote play. I know. Device. What I think about this is that like I'm not like over here pre-ordering this device or anything like that, but if I end up in a situation ever where I'm like, "Oh, you know what? I'm going I'm going to be at this fucking hotel on Wi-Fi. I could just turn my PlayStation 5 on." should just buy this thing while i'm like on vacation right now <laughs> or like while yeah. i'm at this work trip right now i feel like i could just like impulsively end up with a playstation portal at some point yeah. i don't know yeah it's an interesting little thing and i do feel like 200 is just like it's on the precipice of being if it was 150 i might just yeah. buy it yeah <laughs> i don't know yeah my biggest complaint is it doesn't have bluetooth yeah so crazy that's such a odd choice. Uh, I have to imagine there will be an update at some point to add Bluetooth because of the outrage. Um, well, there. But they really. Mean, how do you? You can't just add a Bluetooth chip. Uh, fucking dongle. I have to. Well, there, there's two ways that can go. One, you I have to imagine more RAM. One, I have to imagine it's already functionally capable, but they've changed something inside to do the PlayStation Link stuff. Um, mm. It's like it's like the switch. The switch had Bluetooth for years, and it took them four years to add the update to Activated, be able to yeah, use you're it. Right, good call, dude. Um, and then uh, another way is you know a actual hardware refresh um, that adds Bluetooth if that's not possible. Um, yeah, they're trying to push this PlayStation Link environment with their new earbuds and their Pro headphones or Edge headphones, I guess. Yeah, um, it's a page out of the Apple book. Actually, yeah, it's like yeah, truly. Like, uh, fuck, yeah. I don't think it's the M1 chip or like the A1 chip or something like that. It's whatever technology AirPods and Beats use that just kind of allow things to just like snap into place when it comes yeah. to wireless connectivity. And I will say, as someone who's like pretty bought into the Apple ecosystem, it does work pretty well. Uh, it yep. gets super fucked up though when you like want to use your AirPods for anything else, and then Brilliant. you have to like connect them traditionally through Bluetooth and then reconnect them yep. to your Apple products. But when yep. you just live a life of like, oh, I'm gonna pull my AirPods out and take this phone call. God damn, that shit is fucking slick. Yep, yep, Definitely, absolutely. Yeah. I use my AirPods every single day. Yeah, I use mine probably every day as well. Like, I'm very like put on a podcast and walk around the house and do some shit and yeah. hold my laundry and that kind of thing yeah uh yeah pretty cool for sure i mean i i like extra hardware stuff you know putting out more hardware doesn't hurt anybody it just it's a pair adds of more blue sense edge owners any edgers any edgers in any chat edgers in the chat <laughs> <laughs> we are the the people that that is catered towards i wonder who Dude. gets one first oh uh uh whatever thing the portal portal took me a second to remember the name uh i don't know good question the psp baby PSP. That's true. It is PSP. You got those prices? Yeah. So Essential, which was the old, just regular PlayStation Plus, it went from $60 a year to $80 a year, which that one, I'll say fine. That's passable. I mean, you get three or more games a month for free, um, plus your online play. Uh, extra went from 100 to 135 That's a 35% increase. That's a lot. That's That's a lot. Uh, and then premium 120, which was already a lot to 160 a year, which is, I think, outrageous. <laughs> um, it sucks that you get fucked harder the higher up you go. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. It's really weird. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know what the percentage breakdown is. Like, maybe actually the percentage increase for each one of them is probably less and less of a percentage as you go up. The I can do math. The, the line but 
it just sucks that it is going up like i don't know dollars wise every time a little harder because i've i have grown accustomed to like i truly think that i am a lifer on game pass and playstation plus premium because i actually have gotten use out of premium to the point of like i really do look forward to like the drop on like the 15th of every month of like what are the new games that are coming out for the classic collection which ones can i stream now there's always something that's come out in almost every drop where i'm like oh cool and now i can fucking play that and not yeah. have to buy it like star ocean the divine force last month uh or a couple days ago is a pretty hot drop for me i've wanted to play that for a little while it has like the um star ocean 3 till the end of time for the ps2 is the classic like i'm into it uh but it just well, just fucking hurts it's it's about a 33 to a 35 percent increase for all of them um so it's pretty even across the board but the thing they do here is i mean they've got me in it is half of my digital like the majority of my digital library are the games that i've gotten through playstation plus and as soon as mm -hmm. i canceled my subscription i lose access to all of those correct yeah you gotta renew so it's like i'm uh if i want to play those games i'm stuck so yeah but i mean i'm gonna have playstation plus until i die or playstation yeah plus pretty much so the only thing is that like what I've what I've noticed, we, we talked a little bit obviously at the top of the show about Xbox Game Pass and the differences between PlayStation Plus and the fact that PlayStation Plus discounts their yearly subscription yeah. is really nice. Yep. And because of that, I maintain a subscription. What I have started doing with Game Pass is because these fuckers nickel and dime me and make me pay out the ass on a monthly basis, the first thing I do every time I subscribe to Game Pass is and this Turn is like my little way of like is I turn off auto subscription. So at yep. the end of the month, and if I'm playing something, I will absolutely on the day that it expires, go and feed the machine another 17 bucks. But yep. just saving on like the six days of like, oh, I didn't realize my game pass had lapsed and now this thing is coming out and I want to play it. Or, oh, I tried to log in and play Starfield and I couldn't two days later. I'll do it. Yep. I feel like I'm only going to subscribe for like 10 and a half months a year instead of 12 just by doing it that way. That's 40 bucks. So exactly. Exactly. So I feel I feel like that's a cool little like strategy to be like, oh, yeah, you fuckers. Like, I really think like for the vast majority of people, they will just keep that on and they will make more money off of them, charging them monthly, no doubt. But yep. for the ever, ever, <laughs> ever so fucking sly outlier yep. <laughs> like me, uh, I'm going to fucking stick yeah. it to them because I can because of this. If you guys would have just given me like a fucking 20 percent discount on the full year, you probably would make more money off of me than yep. me and my new fucking strategy here. So whatever. Absolutely. What can you do? Absolutely. Um, let's move on to Nintendo stuff. Did you watch any of the Mario Wonder Direct? Sorry, you said Nintendo and I yawned. Um, I, I show. you know the rules. I did not. I don't. I do not care about this game at all. Oh, I'm so fucking in on this game. They showed off so fucking much at this um event that came just like i think two weeks to the day before an up uh, nintendo direct proper which barely showcased uh super mario wonder at all but this was nintendo's deep dive for really what is like their big holiday season game and they showed off a bunch of stuff for super mario wonder outside of its new like graphics aesthetic that it's had um they showed off more i think than anybody was expecting for changes to the mario formula um interestingly one of the things that 
I think is the biggest departure. And tell me if this is, again, I'm not trying to sell you on this game because I know that you're not going to end up being like a Mario fan or anything like that all of a sudden. But you've played, at least at some point, you've played New Super Mario Brothers for the Wii co-op, right? No. side-scrolling Mario where you can play with multiple people? No. Really? Never played it. Well, you're missing out on one of the finer things in life. But the thing about that game was each of the characters would control a little bit differently. So you had Mario who would control like Mario, but Luigi would jump higher and have a little bit of float to his jump. You spend more time in the air. Princess Peach could hover in place. Toad was the fastest character in the game or was like low to the ground or something like that. Everybody had like a little bit of like an asterisk on how they controlled as you picked them. But in this game, every character controls identically except for Yoshi and Nabbit who are characters that can't take hits they're kind of geared towards like kids playing or like companion characters but in return they're introducing a badge system for this game and this is really cool to me it's basically like a selectable perk where you can choose one or two of them that can give you abilities like staying up in the air longer or uh you get a fire flower at the beginning of each match or uh when you jump it's like a pow or something like that kind of cool and an interesting thing where i think when it comes to like replaying like time trialing different levels your badges will actually matter and add some gameplay variety like you won't be able to access this door up on the top right unless you take double jump or high jump or something like that which i think is a pretty cool addition um they showed off you know some of the normal things that you'd expect to see some cool new power-ups and some new gameplay mechanics uh but for the most part just kind of a deep dive into what's a pretty exciting new mario game they other thing that i think is just worth noting is that there's not traditional online functionality but there is a really wild ghost system in this game where you can in real time play with other players but your characters do not exist on the same playing field so you and i could both load into the game and i would see your character but it would be like transparent so if i jumped where you were standing i would not bounce off your head like i would in new super mario brothers games i would travel through you and we would both be progressing in the same way so we could kind of see each other and it has almost like a if you're not there playing in real time it has a system kind of like elden ring or FromSoft games where you can like leave notes for each other you know, like you can like be like enemy uh, ahead or whatever and then upvote it. It's got that where it's like you can write like triple jump and then <laughs> see that pop up, which is pretty cool. So some cool stuff. The Super Mario Wonder Direct is worth checking out if you are into it. And if you're not, I don't think it's going to sell any new copies. That's for sure. I um, Can I say something that's going to piss off all the Mario people, all the Nintendo mm-hmm. people? Mm-hmm. people are talking about how the new art style for this game is just like so cool and stuff there's an elephant there's an elephant you can be an elephant this looks like the same shit we've gotten for the past decade in mario yeah. it looks exactly okay. the same it's a as valid, everything it's a valid else. thing it doesn't look exactly the same there to the to the naked eye to the non-mario fan i can see where you would say that it does look like an extension <laughs> of the new super mario brothers graphical style which i think was very bland and nothing to write home about and i am surprised that it didn't go for something more drastic i think about like um kirby's big renaissance with like kirby's epic yarn 
yeah. or like uh yoshi's crafted world something that would be like a more drastic departure would have been nice i would love like an actual like 2d 2d mario like hand-drawn art style something more akin to like yoshi's island do you know that art style no maybe it's fantastic google yoshi's island screenshot okay. um but yeah, I, I get I get that complaint. It's definitely not the prettiest looking game even still. I think it's got some more graphical flair, but valid valid thing to say. But that's not really why you come to Mario. Yeah, I just don't come to you Mario. You come to Mario because he's hot. <laughs> I, I come know. in Mario. Oh yeah, gameless baby. It's not for kids. Oh not for kids. Don't let your kids watch. Um <laughs> I hate it here. Um, <laughs> yeah, Mario. Shit. I won't be playing it, but I'm glad you will be. Yeah, um, I certainly will be. There was a proper Nintendo Direct on September 14th. It was exactly a week ago that had some really interesting stuff. I will run through the headlines. You chime in when I prompt you to or when you see fit, if there's something that you want to contribute to or something that interests you. Um, All right. The first thing that they showed, they opened the show with Splatoon 3 Side Order which I'm really excited for, and they kind of blew the lid off of it. It's a really interesting visual aesthetic to Splatoon 3. It was teased at a Nintendo Direct this time last year, where everything is white, and you're able to kind of, like, paint it and add the color to this world. But what they introduce is that this DLC is basically like a roguelike, where you're going to be grabbing attributes and making runs via an elevator to different floors of a building and painting it in that way and trying to get like high scores and co-op and things. I think it's a really cool twist on yeah. Splatoon. Uh, it got delayed out of the year, right? It did, yeah. 2024 for Splatoon 3's uh, Wave 2 DLC, Splatoon 3 Side Order. Um, nothing to write home about, but we did see an updated look at Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. You're into this, right? Yeah, no? I guess. I Doesn't probably won't play you? it. I mean, I'm happy it's coming out, but it's not my kind of game, I don't think. It's the side-trolling Metroidvania Prince of Persia that nobody was expecting. It was introduced this year uh, during Summer Game Fest and then shown a little bit more during the Ubisoft conference. We haven't seen it since then. It has a January release date, and I'm red hot on it. I'm really excited to see what that game turns into. Yeah, no, I mean, it's going to be cool to watch it for sure. Yeah, yeah, a cool, unique one that unexpected to kick the year off. Uh, they showed gameplay of Super Mario RPG, which is still shaping up to look absolutely great. Uh, nothing too crazy. Um, they showed off some changes to the original game's um, mechanics in that you can do kind of like multi-hits and some special moves that are almost like uh, limit break type moves, like breaks into a little cutscene and Bowser does super fire and all that kind of thing. Good look at it. Yeah. New announcement of Tomb Raider 1, 2, and 3 remastered, which is cool. Uh, apparently not just graphics, but also controls, which is the thing that aged the worst on Tomb Raider. Uh, that's probably going to be multi-platform, but was announced formally at the Nintendo Direct. Another look at Detective Pikachu Returns. I'm not going to spend much time on this. This game looks so fucking cursed. It's basically Detective Pikachu 2 for the Switch. The first one was on the 3DS and not played by many. It looks so weird, and it's coming out next month. I'm playing it on day one twitch.tv slash jake twitch and i'm excited yeah, to play this little fucking nightmare of a video game i like um, the movie uh, yeah yeah same that movie's better than yeah. expected it's a good uh, movie. little update 20 summer 2024 release date the furthest release date announced for the nintendo switch again everyone's kind of looking at like okay when are we going to be getting the nintendo switch to 
a lot of signs point to next year. Some of them are expecting like March, like the original Switch did. Others are thinking holiday season. We have release dates for official regular Switch games as deep as summer 2024 in the form of Luigi's Mansion 2. Um, pretty cool. We got a little bit of an amiibo roundup. The uh, Zelda and Ganondorf amiibo come out on November 3rd. The Good fucking amiibos. Noah and Mio bad amiibo baby xenoblade 3 january 19th so cool and then next year sora comes out our best boy i'll be buying two soras at least maybe three one of them will go right here next to cloud on my fucking mic stand the other one will go into a safekeeping box and the third one will go in my butt i was gonna say in your <laughs> butt that's what i was gonna say <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Oh yeah. uh, shit. But cool. And also, um it will finish off all DLC amiibo. Every single fucking character in Smash Brothers Ultimate got their amiibo. They made good. Took years and every years. Every single years. character? Uh-huh. Wow. Uh-huh. Crazy. So every character has ever been in Smash Brothers and all the DLC characters. Sephiroth, Pyra, Mithra, all the guests. That's a, and- that's a lot. Terry, Kazuya, it's fucking crazy. Wow. Sonic Amiibo. We're living in the best timeline, man. Um, We talked about F-099 at length. That was shadow dropped during the show. Really, really cool. Um, Mario vs. Donkey Kong was announced. It's a remake of the original Game Boy Advance Mario vs. Donkey Kong. You know anything about these? Nope. 2D side-scrollers. Kind of cool looking. But not that cool looking. They look basically the same as New Super Mario Brothers did. Um, and it's a $50 game, not a $60 game. But they're basically puzzle games. Uh, I don't know. They, they never really did much for me. I am not so hot on Mario vs. Donkey Kong. But the reboot is announced for next year. Also coming next year, we got a proper look and a name for Princess Peach Showtime. Did you catch this trailer, man? Nope. It's a fucking 10 well, out of 10. I, I, I skipped through uh, the showcase, so... Yeah. More, more or less. So, when they showed us Princess Peach Showtime last time, it was very much teased as, like, Princess Peach is getting a new playable game. Please look forward to it. End of story. But what we saw was her on, like, a stage. So, Princess Peach Showtime's gimmick is that it takes place in a theater. It almost looks like fucking Balan Wonderworld themed, dude. <laughs> Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the, the big the big thing that can happen this time is that Peach can transform and take on different styles of combat. So it's like a... Not a... I guess it's 3D, but it's like 2.5D almost. Like you can... You're on a 3D plane, but you seem to be going left to right more often than not, if that makes sense. It's an interesting, like, style. Kind of, kind of looks like it plays out... The most similar video game that I can compare this Peach game to is... Kirby in the Forgotten Land, I think. Where it's like 3D, but it's not big, vast, open environments. It's fairly fucking linear. Almost like Luigi's Mansion or Kirby in the Forgotten Land. But Peach, much like Kirby, can transform and put on different costumes for this, like, show that she is at. So there's, like, a swordsman, there's, like, a chef, there's a fucking pirate. There's a bunch of different things going on where that give Peach different abilities. And the game looks really, really slick. It looks like the graphical fidelity of like Luigi's Mansion, which I think to date is still the best looking game on the Nintendo Switch. It's it's pretty impressive. And it's my hot take is I'm more excited for Princess Peach Showtime than I am for Mario Brothers Wonder. 
Interesting. Yeah. That's that's very interesting. Really cool. And then there are one more thing. They closed out the show with the announcement of a remake for Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door, which is Paper Mario 2. Um people went crazy, including myself. Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door is without an exaggeration a 10 out of 10 Mario game and a 10 out of 10 RPG. It is absolute fucking bliss. You think uh I don't know. This could be a wrong assumption. You think they're pushing all these like up, update remakes just because they're saving their big new guns till Switch 2? I do. I do think that. Yeah. I think that's exactly what happen- what's happening. And, the, the, you know, especially with all the rumors, it looks like this is all going to be playable on Switch 2. Um, yeah. But this this game is a all-time classic. I only My only gripe is that I wish we would get like this treatment for the original Paper Mario as well. It can't be that hard to do. I don't know. But this game, it's tough to tell because Paper Mario Thousand Year Doors art style on the GameCube did age very well, especially with like dolphin emulation. You can get that game looking pretty slick, but because of how good it looks, it's tough to tell that there's actually a lot of upgrades. And this does indeed appear to be not a remaster, but an actual remake of that game, which is really, really nice. So a good look in a a huge crowd pleaser. People, this is a, we toss around the term beloved a lot. This one is a beloved game, no doubt. No doubt. And like, a game that I would be, if I were to recommend you like a first-party Nintendo game, like this is where I would probably go. You know what this, I mean? Like This is, this is the, the most interesting-looking Mario For game sure. to me. It's like a so. turn-based battle, but it has interesting mechanics that keep you more involved, where you're doing a little bit of button mashing and a little bit of like timing and shit like that cool mini yeah. game mechanics super fucking clever writing like the best characterization of bowser and peach and mario that you've ever seen supporting characters that are all like brand new oc that fucking slap it just just really good shit man um I, great announcement. Uh, I, have you ever watched some have you watched the mario movie yeah yeah i have what do I you think haven't. oh i liked it i thought it was pretty good it was very okay. inoffensive i need to watch it um in a, in a fun it's... little like that movie moves at like maybe it's because i don't watch many like kids movies anymore but like that movie moves at such like a breakneck pace like i think that movie is like 80 minutes long and it feels like it's 40 minutes long like there'll be like conflict that's just like resolved in two sentences they're like we gotta go and they're like okay and then we're on the road like it's it's just like that that movie is very good and it buys me in enough to be interested to see how they develop that cinematic universe. I think it'll be yeah, fun. Yeah, I need to check it out. Yeah, highly recommended. Uh, good one to watch with the girlfriend. Like, yeah, yeah, that's you what know, I You have a great time knocking it out one night. Um, but I, I mean, it'll probably be on like what Paramount Plus or something. I think it already is. Yeah, especially yeah. with like easy access, that would make the most sense. Uh, yeah. On the same day, this happened last year, 366 days prior. Uh, the fucking Nintendo Direct was on 9-14-23, and I think it was 9-13-22. They announced a Nintendo Direct, and then four hours later, Sony announced a fucking PlayStation State of Play for the same day, hours later. And they did it again this year. Nintendo announced their Direct, Sony announces their State of Play following it immediately. And this year, Sony came to play. I think that both yeah. of them had yeah. great shows, as opposed to last year, I- Nintendo had a great show, and Sony was a little bit lackluster, if I recall correctly. Um... Yeah, I think the state of play was phenomenal. 
yeah a good good uh end of the year kind of wrap up here's some stuff to look forward to um and they did a great job of like managing expectations and then kind of exceeding them because they said it was focused on like third party and japanese yeah. titles and then they showed off like fucking spider-man and spider-man and i did not expect spider-man the only worry up. that i have now is that like you should manage expectations accurately and not try to surprise and delight because if you do that, it becomes harder to manage expectations in the future. Because now when they say that, we'll be like, well, remember last time they brought Spider-Man? So if I don't see Uncharted 5, I'm going to be fucking pissed. Like (laughs) That's true, but let's be honest, there's no pleasing people anyway, so... There's certainly no pleasing me, and it didn't start off that strong because they started with fucking Baby Steps, which they thought... I think Baby Steps looks pretty fun, pretty cool. It does. It's gonna be Twitch's favorite game for ten days in twenty twenty four. Yeah, yeah, I'd give it. I'd give it fourteen days. Uh, tell us about this game. Uh, so it's Bennett Foddy's next game. Uh, his most recent one was Getting Over It. It's like the little dude mm-hmm. in a pot with a hammer that you climb up. Um, mm-hmm. This is pretty much similar stuff. You're a guy and you control his legs to walk. And you have to walk through environments and you can slip and slide and tumble and fall down and and lose progress and whatnot. Um, it's from the impressions that we've had so far. It's actually been really positive impressions. Um, so, it, you know, it's just going to be a game that streamers stream and they get towards to the top and they fail. And then there's going to be 12,000 clips of that going around on TikTok. Yeah, um, people screaming. It's going to be the only up of 2020. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I, I don't know, maybe, maybe I will play this game and enjoy it, or maybe I'll never touch it, but yeah. I think it'll be a I think it'll be a cool game to come out. What would you say? Oh, oh I don't I don't know. This isn't a bad I shouldn't frame it like that. What are the chances do you think of this game coming to PlayStation Plus day and date? Doesn't it seem like one of those types of games? Ooh. That would be yeah, like a kind good of, fit. Yeah. Kind of kinda of like Sea of Stars or like Yeah, um, this would be a Gia. good one, wouldn't it? meet your maker yeah. like it just like a kind of like an upper class indie game like a like a double yeah. a a double i yeah yeah perfect, I, I, I think it it seems like one of those who knows um they showed off resident evil four separate ways which actually launched today uh while yeah we're i know this september 21st I... Are you gonna play that DLC board? I want to. You know how I feel about DLC. I'm actually breaking my DLC rule twice this month, probably with this and with yeah. uh, Cyberpunk. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, actually, while we're on DLC, you know I still haven't finished the Horizon Forbidden West DLC. I bought it. Damn, got about an hour in. big fan, bro. I got I got distracted with so many other games. I came back. That came Rumors out of that hitting April. PC. Yeah, I heard about that. Um, mm. Interesting, but no, yeah. this looks great. It's Ada. Ada's hot. Yeah, it seems like it's all the cut content. Oh, agree, by the way. Um, seems yeah. like it's all the cut content that people were kind of like mad that wasn't there, and we'll find out. Time will tell if the, the yeah. stuff has been added in here, but it looks substantial, and then there's a little update to the Mercenaries mode as well that includes yep. like playable Ada and Wesker, which people are over the moon about, of course. People yep. love their fucking Albert Wesker. Um, sure. we nice look at Albert Avatar Wesker. Frontiers of Pandora. Not much to write home about. Are you playing that game? Dude, I'm so in on this game. Yeah, absolutely, fuck yeah, bro. Yeah, I'm, I am in. Same. Bro. This was this was a surprise showing for this thing. I think I I expected if anything it'd be Mirage, but uh, I'm in. I'm so in. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it looks really cool. I think in uh, like there are little like visual flares in this game that like I think 
make it seem like a true next-gen experience, and I'm excited to see if they land the fucking ship. Like, I feel like it could be a pretty big deal, and it could come out and get, like, some surprise, like, eights and nines, and have people looking at it that weren't looking at it. Yeah. Um, Got the Avatar name, so that's big. That helps. Where you at on Helldivers yeah. 2? I'm in, bro. I'm in, dude. Helldivers oh, 2... I think I said it when I when we were reacting to the showcase, but um, for those oh, of you yeah. who played... Oh, yeah, plug that. We reacted oh, yeah, we, to this live. Yeah, it was great. It was a great, great showcase to react to live. YouTube.com slash at game list show. Yeah, um, but Risk of Rain 1 to 2 was a huge jump, and it gained a lot of traction. I think this will be that same jump between Helldivers Good and comparison. Helldivers 2. Yeah. Um, and I am very excited to play this uh, with some friends. It was very, uh, the way that they showcased this game was just like, we've shown you trailers before, here's just like raw gameplay, but it sort of had that corny, like, yeah, the, you had like the, the, oh, the mic chatter, like, oh, we gotta do something else yeah. to bring her out of the defenses. Of, of the corny mic chatter, I think this is probably the best mic chatter, mm. uh, that we've seen. It's definitely better than that old Division 2 video where they're like, all right, bring out your... AR fifteen ZXR with your, the designated drop <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you know um, what happened today? Ubisoft like old school press release announced the Division uh, Three, which I feel Division like was already three, announced. Division Three, yeah. But I don't know. Uh, there it's was Division Homeland or something. I don't know. There's like Division. There's like four different Division games. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. It's kind of a mess over there. Yep. That's Ubisoft, yep. baby. Yep, yep, yep. That's Helldivers Two. That's good what they game. Do. It's gonna be good. Helldivers Two, good. You heard it here first. If it's wrong. At Colleen underscore on all platforms. Tell him he's very <laughs> stupid. Uh, Tales of Arise so Beyond the Dawn. I thought it was a fucking sequel, uh, but you fucking nailed it, which I was yeah. surprised. I gotta play Tales of Arise. It's a good game, bro. It's it a just good seems, game. I don't know. In my head, Tales of Arise is an old game. It is an old game. Tales of Arise is two years old. Yeah, and yeah. It's that's just why I was DLC so now. That's why that's why whenever this was shown, I'm like, that's Tales of Arise, but a DLC this far out? I um, bet they have like a nice like game of the year type version that drops day and date with this, where it's like you can probably. get Tales of Arise and the DLC for forty bucks on disc or something like that. Which would make a lot of sense. We'll see. Time will tell. But it, I mean it looked good. It looked not bad. I'm surprised that you've played this and liked it so much. Like this is this is Jake fodder if I've ever seen it. I uh, I got the platinum trophy on this game. Oh shit. Good? Yeah, I spent Yeah, it's really good. I spent like uh 60, 70 hours in this and got the platinum trophy on it. I love that. I love that for you. Yeah. That's what I think. Good game. Um Then we got to game of the show. Foam Stars, baby. I forgot about <laughs> this. I try to block this out of my boners. memory. Hey, boners. <laughs> I, I try want to block to this out of my memory every time. A fucking Foam Stars streamer. I really just think it's going to be a divine experience. It looks so good and fun, man. Uh, Square Enix, the hands-ons have been positive. The basic reason that they showed this game off this time around, though, is that there is going to be an open beta kicking off on September 29th, mere eight days from now. We'll be playing Foam Stars together. Are you going to join me? No. Oh, okay, cool. cool. I, don't um, you have to sign up for this? 
No, I think it's just uh, you just have to download it from the store. Oh, uh, maybe, maybe I'll give you a maybe then. How about okay, that? Okay, firm maybe. I really think Foam Stars could be something special. I told you when we were watching the reaction, it's got that X factor. There's something about Foam Stars, man. Can I, can I just say you have the same attitude about this game as you did Future Soldier, whatever the heck it's called? Future um, Soldier, Ghost Recon. No, the Final Fantasy VII mobile game. It's going to oh. be the exact same thing. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's going to be the exact same thing. Yeah, um, probably not. I don't probably. know. Probably. I think it's going to be fucking sick. Listen, you don't even know. I, I feel like this game's going to come out and the, the, the undoing is going to be, is they're going to be like, oh, it's like a $40 game or a $30 game. This game should be free to play. I really hope they get it free to play. If they don't, it's not going to sell. I don't think it has the Splatoon hour and it's going to come out and it's going to be doomed i wish they would just put it out for free even though it doesn't seem like that's what they're going to do which is really sad i think it's doomed either way but what if they have cloud costume they might they might if they, they have a playable uh, tifa oh if they have a jesse costume that might get me that might get me Ooh, <laughs> jesse raspberry you like that jesse's last name is raspberry no, actually, I know a bunch of people with the last name. Well, I know a bunch of freaks you know with the last name Raspberry. I know at I've never least met a raspberry in my two life. raspberries that are separate wow. raspberries. Yeah. Male or female? Both females. Whoa. Yeah. You think you could point me in their direction? <laughs> you don't want to. <laughs> so cursed, bro. You don't want to. What if the raspberries listen to this? Okay. Oh, well. All right. Too bad. So sad. Spider-Man! Spider-Man! Uh, dude. Most anticipated game of the year for me. Um, oh, actually, I should show you. Oh, sick, bro. I didn't know yeah, you got that in. in. Yeah, it's dusty, uh, but it came in. Really slick. Yeah, yeah. it's really nice. It's going to be more a showpiece than anything because... Honestly, after playing and on this the motherfucker Edge, pulls out the Swiffer duster on air <laughs> it's still and dusty, just fucking bro. gives her a little wipey dusty. wipe. What an icon. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> listen, I have, I have a dog that's very hairy. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a great looking controller. I didn't get the plates, unfortunately. They sold out so quickly. Um, mm. But the controller well, I don't have a slide great. for that, but they announced new plates. Did you like those? Oh yeah, the the like deep earth tones, ocean, like the deep earth edition or whatever. Earth core. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're blue, like red metallic something. or something. Yeah, uh, there's okay. blue, red, and silver, like grayish cool. silver. Yeah. Um, At first, I thought yeah, it was like cool. just showing off the existing ones, but the blue is what separated it. I was like, oh, all right, that's new. Yeah. Doing that yeah. Um, so it's cool. If I was in the, if I cool. gave a fuck and or like, I don't know. My PlayStation is like tucked in a corner on like a server rack, basically. Like I don't have a fucking. I'm not trying to make that. I've got. Pretty for I've got mine all blacked out. I've got the black D brand plates when they released the first type that mm. was exactly like the PlayStation ones. Pretty cool. Um, yeah, and my my uh the maybe, yeah. the glossy the glossy black middle part has a uh, matte black uh, decal over it, so it doesn't get fingerprints on it. Cool. Um, good idea. Yeah. Uh, but Spider Man uh, Two looks Spider-Man. good. The last time to show it off, they it, showed off like some alternate costumes and like the extra areas and boroughs of New York that you're gonna get over on the east side. Yeah, which is cool. By, I think, what will it be the next episode? We will either have I want played to, this. I want to aim to record this 
on like the 18th or 19th like the day before it comes out yeah because this comes out like in splitting october is gonna in a be month smart. yeah Correct. this comes, comes out, out in, in a month yesterday yeah so today's the 21st Wonder. the other train um, of thought would be to record it on like the 24th or 25th so that we can have some spider-man and mario impressions well hey, my plan is uh I'm, I'm getting the collector's edition for this game so it should be in that day if not i will go out and buy a physical copy or uh just double up a digital copy i don't care i'm buy playing a physical this game copy and then trade it in and take like a 20 dollar hit you know or keep it because i like physical games um but hey no hey no um this game i i mean say, saying it ahead it, it this will most likely be my game of the year this is the most anticipated game of the year for me i love spider-man it's my favorite superhero. I, I mean, I just adore. It's going to be up there for me. I feel like I, I'm in like the same spot with this game as I was. Fuck. What game kind of like snuck up on me recently? I, I, I really forget exactly what it was, but there was something where I was like, I forgot that I'm really excited for this fucking thing that's coming out. And then when it dropped, I was like, oh yeah, I loved and fucking adored this. I think it was Final Sh- Fantasy 16 after all of the like craziness Did of the I middle survivor? of the year. No, no, can't be Survivor. Um, um, but that's a potential game of the year for this year. Can we talk about a potential game of the year for next year? Yeah. The fucking showstopper, bro. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth had just such a good showing. Would you agree? Like, that Final Fantasy VII Rebirth trailer is up there with that launch trailer for Final uh, of uh, Zelda from last yeah. year. Yeah, I agree. I have never seen a video game trailer that looks so fucking fun. Like, they show off so much of this game that it just continues to deliver. Yes, the Segway, of course. Chocobo racing, fucking bike racing, Rock'em Sock'em robots with polygonal features. We're looking at Junon. We're looking at fucking Costa del Sol. Like, so many things are showcased in this. They're alluding to, like, playable fucking Sephiroth, playable Red 13. Playable cat she, Kate Sith. Just absolutely unbelievable. Just yesterday, there was an embargo lifted on previews. They flew out a lot of games, media journalists, and influencers to come and play the game. And they got demos of an open world area just outside of Junon where they could do some exploration and ride chocobos and stuff. And then they also got to play what's essentially going to be likely the tutorial area of... Uh, a flashback story in Nibelheim which confirmed playable Sephiroth which is so fucking cool as well just really a lot going on for this game and the the big pitch for this was that this was the release date announcement trailer and it's being it's such an easy release date to remember this time around again there were a lot of delays for Final Fantasy 7 remake it got pushed from I think uh, initial like after a bunch of delays uh, at the 11th hour it got delayed into April from March release date, but it was during those early COVID days as well as in 2020. I feel like this yep. one's going to stick. Uh, this is being released on Leap Day, February 29th, 2024. Yeah, that's awesome. Fuck, does it look good, man. Alexander, the summon that's basically a gigantic building. You got Odin in this trailer. There's just so much happening, and it looks fun-filled. It's my most anticipated realistic game of the year. Um, game in general. I can't think of anything I want to play more other than kingdom hearts you know yeah see see you're lucky because the games that you adore are actually coming out and being remade 
I mean, I waited 20 years for like you did, and, and, and years you know, for Kingdom Hearts. And, and I'm I'm waiting. We just hit the 20th year anniversary for Sly 2. Uh, yeah, true. So Sly's a tough we're, one. We're nearly there. Sly's a tough one, man. Yeah, but, but Final uh, Fantasy 7 Rebirth, man. Like, I, I I at this point, like, I don't see a world where this comes out and it's not my game of the year next year. Like, it's going to be an early battle for it to hold on to the title. But Final Fantasy VII Remake, I was talking to you, or uh, we talked about this on the reaction stream, I'm pretty sure, where with Final Fantasy VII Remake, if we're, we're, Remake is my game of the year 2020. And my game of the year 2021 is Ratchet & Clank. Uh, I always forget the fucking subtitle of that Ratchet & Clank. It destroys me. Rift Apart. 2022 game of the year is God of War followed closely by Elden Ring. Those are almost even and tied. And this year is looking like it's going to be Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. But if you told me to choose between those five games that I just listed over the last like five years of which is my favorite, it's Final Fantasy VII Remake with a fucking bullet. Like I would trade all four of those other games for Final Fantasy VII Remake is how much I adore that game yeah. and how much yeah, that franchise fair. and that game in particular means to me. Where I've, yeah. uh, I've gone on record of saying like, I think Final Fantasy VII Remake is a top five Final Fantasy game not just like on its own merits. I love it. And there's something that I want to, uh, I don't know. I've got a new policy on people saying, what, one third of a fucking game. I'm not paying $70 for one third of a game right now. You have the ability to, if you skipped final fantasy seven remake and you were on the fence, uh, you can buy are you talking about the twin pack. Yeah. Dude, yes. I was about to bring up the twin pack. So cool. Yeah. You it's can buy books. You can pre-order rebirth for 70 bucks which it's 70 bucks anyways yeah and get the entire final fantasy remake integrate for free the ps5 version it's fucking the nuts PS5 it is a ps5 exclusive but uh that's going to be a hundred dollars after the fact it's basically like a hey if you haven't played remake and you want to get in on this you can do so for basically investing in rebirth for nothing absolutely which is so yeah. fucking cool and awesome. then the other thing that i'll i'll say is i if you don't want to be spoiled for Final Fantasy VII Remake for any reason other than because you don't think it's worth $70 for one-third of a game, then tune out now. But if you think it's not worth $70 for one-third of a game, I'm here to tell you, you motherfucker, that I'm spoiling Final Fantasy VII Remake for you. Because right now? Final Fantasy VII, yes, Final Fantasy VII Remake is not a remake. It's a play on words. Final Fantasy VII Remake is Final Fantasy VII Two and Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is Final Fantasy VII Three. Final Fantasy VII Remake is a sequel to the original Final Fantasy. It is not a remake. It does not follow the story exactly for Final Fantasy VII. And, and if you're like me and never played the original Final Fantasy VII, you have no idea what the hell he's talking about, and it just seems like a standalone game on its own. That is worth Correct. seventy bucks. Absolutely. It absolutely is. It has a beginning, middle, and an end. It is a fulfilling 40-plus-hour adventure. They're telling that Rebirth is a 100-plus hours that's as too well. Long, it's fucking dude. gigantic. I'm sure that's if you do everything. My guess is that the actual like game time will be like 50, 55 hours once you're all yeah. said and done. But um, Unless you want to explore the world. It looks like it's got some big open zones where you can kind of explore the map pretty freely, but not quite open world like Final Fantasy XV. Um, but yeah, for naysayers, for people that say I'm not spending $70 on one third of a game or I'm waiting for the entire trilogy, I urge you not to do that. The game, if you're a Final Fantasy VII fan, is going to give you nostalgia and make you remember parts of Final Fantasy VII, but the story beats that it follows are not Final Fantasy VII. 
Final Fantasy VII Remake is a sequel, a trilogy of sequels, and they are worth your fucking money. Really yep, cool shit. Absolutely. Let's 100%. wrap things up and just talk about what is coming out in October. We changed the way that we are doing our coming soon. Uh, we now, for our September episode, that will happen sometime in September, whether it's the beginning or the end of the month, it doesn't matter. We'll be talking about the games coming out in October. If you want to hear about the games that are coming out for the remainder of September, go back and listen to the end of our August episode. It's very easy. We talk about the month in the future and the stuff that we've played since our last episode. Hello, sweet listeners and viewers. Don't tell Colin. I fucked up the recording and missed like three minutes of conversation. Don't worry. Don't tune out. Everything's going to be fine. I'm going to recap what's coming out, and then we'll get back to Jake and Colin finishing out the show strong. Assassin's Creed Mirage comes out on October 4th. On October 5th, the next day, Detective Pikachu Returns comes out. It's going to be fucking sweet. On the 10th, we have Forza. Forza Motorsport, which is coming out on Game Pass, of course, for PC and Xbox, which is going to be awesome as well. We're definitely playing all three of the games I just mentioned. Assassin's Creed, Detective Pikachu, and Forza. We will have impressions on for the next episode of Game List, no doubt. Then the last thing that's coming out uh, that we missed in my little recording snafu is Lords of the Fallen coming out on October 12th. Uh, back to the regular shit. Um... Destiny sucks, Mario rules, bye. You said Lords of the Fallen and something? Oh, uh, and Banishers Ghosts of New Eden. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is that that's a don't nod yeah. joint? Yeah, it's a don't nod game, uh, Focus Home Interactive. I can't wait for it. I'm, I'm sure it'll get it be a seven around, and I will think it's like <laughs> a nine. It just reminds me of... Um, the uh a plague tale type game which i'm yeah I, it'll be for you it'll be for nobody else <laughs> sonic superstars however is for everybody i feel like this game is going to be overshadowed so bad by mario wonder three days later i'm worried for it but i'm definitely playing it and we'll definitely be talking about it on the next episode of Here, game list. here's the two thoughts i have on sonic um sonic uh, a, a friend of ours the streamer i yeah. hope the game is good i hope the game is good because uh, he will enjoy it uh on the other hand I hope this game sucks so you get let down. Um, Fuck you. It's going to be sick. Yeah. I think it's going to be sick. I just wish I had that online multiplayer, which it doesn't seem to have. Which is sad. Uh, uh, yeah, Hot Wheels you know. Unleashed 2 comes out on the 19th. The first one was like Crazy. better than expected. Then we have the yeah, back-to-back, yeah, yeah, yeah. the twofer. Super Mario Brothers Wonder and Spider-Man 2 on October 20th. Which one are you playing first? Uh, Let me think. Um, I don't know. Oh, it's pretty. It's up there. I hear you. Lord of the Rings: Return to Moria. Do you remember seeing this game? Yeah, it's the Lord of the Rings Deep Rock Galactic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Four player multiplayer. I'd, I would love for this to launch for free somewhere, like on Game Pass, primarily. I guess is where I'd like to see it launch, but I don't know if that'll yeah. happen. I, I might check it out though. On the same day, on the twenty fourth, is Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume One. Do you have any Metal Gear experience? So I played Metal Gear Solid 5 for like 10 hours and I got annoyed with it so I deleted it like back yeah. in 2016. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to play Metal Gear 1 because my chat talks to me about Metal Gear all the time and I've got a lot of Metal Gear fans in there and it feels like one of my biggest gaming gaps. I want to be on that Kojima shit. So I'm going to try it. Um, Have you played Death Stranding? No. You? Yeah, I got the Platinum in Death Stranding. Yeah, I would play Metal Gear before Death Stranding, but maybe one day. Uh, Ghost Runner 2 on the 26th, 
Alan Wake 2 on the... Are you getting Alan Wake 2? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's literally like October, November time is so crowded. It's like... Yeah. I'm gonna have like to, you gotta get Alan Wake 2 and mash it before Halloween. Like, you gotta do it in those four days. Yeah, well, that's... It, 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 I, I think I'll have a less busy month next month, but we'll have to see. Mm. Um, but I agree. I've gotta yeah. finish Alan Wake 1. That's on my... That's on the docket, is to finish Alan Wake 1 first. Smart. Smart. Uh, the last thing on Halloween. Salt comes out. I Also, it's on Game Pass. I played the demo for that. Seemed like a 6. So you'll enjoy I hope it. it's better, but I'm gonna give it another shot because it was kind of fun to like navigate. But I don't know how much time it's having in the oven and what they've changed since. So I'll be honest, that game doesn't look interesting to me. It looks like the worst parts of Breath of the Wild, which is the climbing. I hear you. So I hear you. Eh. All right, that's fucking gameless, baby. A gigantic um, gameless, three and a half hour game list. Yeah. So do we have the PlayStation Plus games? No. And there's no Xbox um, games anymore. They stopped doing it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it saved our breath. So the thing is, is that we don't don't even worry about them anymore because of the way that we're doing it. We're not going to know next month's games anymore. That's true. That's true. You can just talk um, about them if we play them. Yeah. Well, we got there is a, a Generation Zero Saints Row reboot, and then oh, yeah. um, I played Saints Row. Traveler. Reboot. I didn't talk about it because I didn't care about it that much. Mm. I'm gonna play it soon once I get some. It's time. cool. I, that's on the docket. Better than expected. I got the physical of it actually. Nice. Um, and then Me Black too. Desert, the Traveler edition. Yeah. Oh yeah, Black Desert Online. People love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never touched it. Colin, where the fuck can they find you? Uh, you can find me at Colleen underscore on Twitter. Um, Ooh. and then just look up Colleen underscore or YouTube.com slash at Colleen underscore. Um, and there as well. That's where I do most of K-A-U-L-I-N-E. Yeah, I uh, I stream and post uh, playthroughs on YouTube, so. Hell yeah. Yeah, check me out. I am Jake Twitching on all platforms. Just go to AmazingStreamer.com and you will find everything you need. We are GameList at GameList Show on all platforms, but really we only post on YouTube and your favorite podcast app. Leave us a review. Find us somewhere else. Pop into our chats oh. and say what up. We'd love to hear from you. What? Yeah, speaking of which, uh, I, I, I requested some more reviews on Spotify last time, and uh, we got six reviews since the last request, so thanks for the reviews, guys. Keep doing it. Really? Yeah. Hell we yeah. six people who reviewed us on Spotify. Fuck yeah. What do they say? Yeah. Well, it's just a star rating, so... What's our star rating? Uh, 4.3. I think one person didn't like us. Hey. Hey, let's we'll fucking take it. go. We'll take it. <laughs> we absolutely will. That's that's uh, like an 8.6. That's a great score. So Hell yeah, dude. Uh, you guys yeah. know I like sixes the most, so you yeah, can't so, fucking so hurt my feelings. Give us less stars next time, please. Go on there and give us three stars. Pronto. We do are, that. Our, our, stars. our call to you guys is to get us as close to three out of five as possible. So Oh, stop. This isn't even a good bit. <laughs> All right, that's the show.